You're listening to episode 284 of the Major Issues Podcast, and guess what? No news, no speculation, no rumors. We're here to talk about Marvel's highly anticipated sequel, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. The Major Issues Podcast starts right now! Hello everybody out there in comic book land, my name is George Serrano, aka The Don, and if you're listening to this, you can only be here for one reason, it's a brand new episode of the Major Issues Podcast, brought to you each and every week by ComicBookClick.com, and as always, I am never alone, sir, if you could please introduce yourself. I'm back! I'm back! It's John Escudero here, aka Yogi. Yogi's back through the portal, it's been some time. I've been hoping my friends come through the portal. Sometimes you're just out there missing them, you know? You feel, a bit of, you feel a bit alone in your universe. <laughs> and sometimes when your friends come through, you truly remember who you are. And that's a bit of what we'll be talking about today. Um, the meat of the matter is Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, the movie that's gotten everybody talking this weekend and I have a feeling the word of mouth will uh, make this movie some money this weekend. I, mean, I, I I didn't think that it would make as much money as it did so fast already. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty wild. The numbers that they have for it. Uh, for <laughs> opening, opening just that first day. Yeah. Yeah, it's absolutely crazy. We are going to get all spoiler heavy uh, in a bit talking all about this movie but before we get into across the spider-verse i want to give people a little bit of a background of our um expectations and uh almost our reaction to into the spider-verse we as a part of major issues uh have a full recap and review of that first film but just to give you a bit of a, a quick history lesson um i remember when the trailers for this dropped i thought it was kind of cool but sony movie animation for marvel wasn't really tested right we hadn't had a slew of uh great marvel animated films um dc was always known to be a powerhouse in that respect but you know i i'm the kind of person i'm spider-man through and through so i'd watch basically anything with spider-man in it um, when it came out, I wasn't a night one watcher. I, I let it go probably past uh, for the first week. And then uh, on a day off, my roommate had asked me if I wanted to go see it in the mid-afternoon, which is something I usually don't do. But, hey, it's a Spider-Man movie. I know at the very least I'd, I'd enjoy it. And I was kind of expecting um, a Teen Titans Go level of enjoyment, which is to say that um, I, I would be entertained and there will be some things that surprise me in in the terms of like oh that that joke was for me like oh <laughs> you know an adult got this um and then uh you know that i'll be pleasantly surprised but it will be mostly geared towards children and i my mind was absolutely blown um from the music to the animation the actual story um it quickly became one of my favorite if not my favorite superhero film of all time and it is the measuring stick in my opinion, of being able to balance, um, you know, humor and spectacle and heart and um, 
everything you kind of want in a superhero film and i'm completely biased being a puerto rican from new york so that you know on top of everything else uh you know the film has that going for it so this film across the spider-verse had some big shoes to fill um and i'm gonna put a pin in that as far mm-hmm. as my expectations and reactions to into the spider-verse but can you remember the buzz for into uh whether or not you were down for it and how you felt after seeing it for the yeah. first time yeah well i gotta i want to start with a question first of all and don't okay. uh, don't get offended i'm just asking objectively <laughs> no, you're <When> fine. You, <laughs> you know when you mentioned your expectations for into the spider-verse uh mm-hmm. originally it, it echoed some of the things that i heard from people usually about any form of animation uh, okay <laughs> uh is that is that usually is that usually the way you would look at an animated film going into it like at any and i i mean like it not not because there's like okay, i think you no like i no i get what you, movie, you yeah know, like you're gonna be like yeah. okay well that's for adults but like you know. i think i think when it comes to animated superhero stuff because i think yeah. pixar has set the standard right like i know i can watch a lot of yeah. like so I don't care what anyone says. That's not for kids. There's nothing. There's yeah, nothing for, sure. for a child in that. Um, so I do think, I, while my mind is open to the idea of more expansive animation tackling more uh, uh, mature things, I definitely hadn't seen that from Marvel animation. Oh, oh like yeah, Marvel movie animation. So that's where my standard was kind of there. I like I would have hoped. I like I would have wanted. I, I flash back when I think of superhero animation. I flash back to I'm not talking about killing uh, Cobble Potter or, or you know, so Catwoman. Yeah. I'm talking about killing him for what he did <laughs> to me. Like that, you can't beat that when it comes yeah, to like adult yeah. themes and and all that kind of stuff there. But what if you put a gun to my head and ask me if the Spider Man movie was going to do that? No, I I thought this was going to be more akin to like a Lego film. Uh, which is like, uh, not that's not even bad to say like the lego <laughs> movies are good you get what i'm saying here you get the lego fans are gonna kill yeah, I'm you about to say, oh, i hope not <laughs> hey watch it bud <laughs> you, you can feel the pitchforks but is that to say that you um were giving uh into a bit more credit i always give i think i think i always give animated films a little more leeway uh i kind of I, because of the way I was raised, I kind of put. I I never see any big difference. Like, unless it's an animated thing that's spun off of like a cartoon that was made for children directly. Like, I know that that show is a certain way because I've seen it on Cartoon Network, so I know the movie's gonna be geared towards children. Yeah, right. normally because I watch a lot of anime films and all that stuff, I give things a little bit more leeway as to like, man, this should be up for an Oscar. <laughs> right, <laughs> What's right. wrong with yeah. you people? Uh. But with Into the Spider-Verse specifically, the first trailer had come out. I, like, I didn't have any expectations for it on name alone. Like when it was just a project with a name, mm-hmm. uh, Maserata's led Spider-Verse movie. Okay, whatever. I don't know what the fuck that's going to be like. Uh, but the first trailer came out and it was the animation style that hooked me immediately. I was like, oh, yeah. shit. Like that looks like a comic book. <laughs> like that was the first. <laughs> it was very... It was very simple uh, for me with that first trailer. Like that looks like I think it was the did did the first trailer also have the shot where he hops off the truck? Like, I think so. It, I know specifically it had to stop where he's in the train station. In with the his train hands station. Pockets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it just I was hooked. Like by the way it looked, I knew that it was gonna be 
something different. Dude, I'd never seen something like this before, so I was oh, I'm I'm ready for this. Right. Um, but I didn't expect that it would be like my favorite, one of my favorite superhero films. Period. <laughs> you know, like I didn't think like, oh yeah, this is gonna crack the top ten. <laughs> like, right. You know. Yeah. Yeah, it's big. I um didn't expect how I would uh, leave going into it. I went and saw it multiple times. I made almost everyone in my family at least watch it once, <laughs> and now they all love it. Um, and it really, I, I want to say it came out in December and in like January or February, it won the Academy Award for best animated picture. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was, it was like, nice. I was like, wow. Yeah. And, you know, I was totally there for it. I was, I was rooting for it. I didn't get to watch it in theaters. Actually. I That's had a lot going on at the time, but okay. I, because I knew I wasn't going to, when I, I knew it. I wasn't going to be able to catch it in theaters. I made the choice to wait for the 4K. And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to try to watch it in the best way possible, at least yeah. at home. And I just, I, I remember being blown away. Just like, like I knew that the story was great. Like, it was so many things that piled onto each other. A great story, a freaking uh, emotional connection, because I'm Puerto Rican too. Uh, a beautiful piece of art, just all of, like, just art, like animated. Like, that film is animation history, the first yeah. one. You know, yeah. uh, just the way it looked. I remember being enamored with like that final scene and and the the Kirby crackle everywhere. Like, look oh, at yeah. this! This is a this is insane. Like my eyes were, uh, uh, my eyes were like feasting on that thing on uh, watching it at home on a on a big TV or whatever. I'm a big TV enthusiast, so I <laughs> I had a good TV. Right. right Sometimes right. I feel like even when I watched something in imax like that's the closest i'll get to like seeing it on my tv because uh, the tv i had i usually have a tv that i pr almost prefer to the theater so i was yeah. really like i was blown away when i was seeing with spider-verse for the first time at home you know backlit very yeah. nice screen so i was like this is insane. in your front row yeah like right in front i was just e eating it you know this is a meme of the little boy sitting in front of the tv like, <laughs> yeah that's me yeah. So this movie definitely had like when they announced that they would do a part two immediately, I was like, oh my God. Like, damn it. Yeah. Capitalism strikes again. <laughs> like, how did we let it happen? But that's not to say, like, I didn't. They had teased the sequel in the end of the first movie. It's just yes. one of those things where it's like something is so good. And I'm just like, there's no way. How could you ever recapture that lightning? So. And I hope not to alienate even more fans with this statement, <laughs> but um, around it, like in this time period, in like let's say let's say uh, the two years before and after um, into the Spider Verse came out, two other films had come out that I that had blown me away. I, I just didn't expect it, and I, I it really excited me about the future of comic book films. One of them was Wonder Woman. I was like, damn, they really got that right. They really nailed that, you know? And the other was Black Panther. Yes. And those two sequels, I don't think, reached the heights no. of their predecessors. One and of so, them had an excuse. The other one did not. Right. No, the other one had that. Absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> but it, like, it, it, when, when, when I didn't leave the theater after those second ones feeling the same feeling, it really had me wondering 
about lightning being able to strike twice because it is hard man um what is it sophomore album syndrome like even musicians yeah. have a hard time after their first banger i immediately think of get rich or die trying right like get rich yeah. or die trying. <laughs> absolutely amazing and then the next one that came out i think was the saint valentine's day massacre whatever the heck and um people were just like okay yeah yeah was all right <laughs> I liked it. I, is that the one that had the diss songs on it no i think that was di- the one that had like disco inferno and okay no like i remember of, i remember the not first piggy album. bank not the one with, i don't yeah, think that yeah, one yeah. had piggy bank on it did it? maybe that, that one i remember liking a lot I, <laughs> <laughs> I was like this guy's crazy not the one that he put up against kanye that was an yeah. issue i had yeah. went to the store i bought that kanye album day one I was hey, man, there, there was a line <laughs> in the sand bro it was civil war yeah <laughs> Um, but yeah, man, it's totally hard to do something like this. And and then I'm talking about one of the most innovative um, films ever. That's right? my that most... was my thing. Like I, it's one thing to 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 think like, well, a sequel just might not be as good as the first one. But when the first one is freaking into the Spider Verse, <laughs> yeah. like, geez, how are we gonna do that again? Even if it's good, it won't be as good as the first one. Yeah, or so I thought. Uh, so <laughs> now is the portion. <laughs> That we do a bit of a spoiler-free review for those who haven't seen it uh, before we get all into the love fest that I feel like will be uh, of this film. And I will allow you to go first. What did you think of Across the Spider-Verse? Oh, man. That was uh, that was on par with its predecessor. Like, and that, that, it, that, to me, is enough of a compliment. Like... To be, because like I said, I didn't even think. I thought like, even if it was good, I thought it would not be able to be as good as as Into the Spider Verse. But this yeah. took everything that they did and just multiplied, just expanded upon every aspect of the masterpiece that was the first one. We just took that and stretched it out even further. Like, okay, here's it. It's like you take a tiny masterpiece and now you you've extended it and now you just painted a larger masterpiece around the smaller one and now it's two now it's a massive masterpiece thing you know like almost like a web yeah like a web exactly almost like (laughs) almost like a web um i i i fully agree there there were moments in the beginning of this film with some of the art styles that my jaw literally dropped i'm like y'all don't like not that y'all don't care but you guys are choosing style over formula yeah here you know like there's a there's a formula to cinema so that you don't confuse the audience and they don't care because it's not about how film speaks it's about how art speaks in this film very weird to say um and by choosing that direction this comes off as almost nothing you've ever seen before um and that sounds hyperbolic but it really is (laughs) no i wanted to yeah no i wanted to speak on that part without spoiler free it's like they could have because the first one was so successful in everything that it did you know like they could have come back and they could have done a second movie that's like all in because you know like they spent a lot of time and they used a lot of manpower to create the style of that first movie like they could have come back the second time and decided like Okay, we don't have to spend all that time creating anything anymore. Like we have a formula. We created a we created something here. Let's just do another one just like it. It'll take less time. You know, like yeah. they didn't decide to just do another it looks like a comic book movie. 
Well, they're like, we're gonna take this and it, and blow it up. We're gonna now let's try to create new styles. Like this is bananas. <laughs> but that's one of the craziest things about it is like um, we often talk about how hard it is for a show, a, a long form series to create a a bible a a, a look guide right uh, uh, yeah. build the universe like that's that's monumental for any project or property to be able to do and usually once you're able to do that your job is done you've done you've built the wheel and now it's your job to sell wheels <laughs> you know you've got you've got the formula and now you just sell what you've created but instead they're like how can we do this eight more times in this in, in a different film you know um, and really kind of flex their muscles in this. Um, not only is it visually beautiful, but one of the things that I thought was really cool about this film is, and I, I think I, I'm trying to view it in the aspect of like a younger audience, right? Um, I think that the stakes rise. I think that the characters have grown and the issues that they're dealing with are issues that if you were younger watching into you'd probably be at when you get to a cross yeah um there are i there's a moment that i legit teared up and it's, it wasn't a moment i thought i would but it was a moment filled with so much actual heart that i was like what are y'all doing to me <laughs> yeah you know um and it says a lot i i often get on this podcast and i talk about how art should have something to say um and it it has a lot to say i won't go specifically into it because i think that even that's a bit spoilery but um i can't help but think that the last part of this and the revelation that we are to get in this film because there is a revelation um is a bit of a meta commentary on miles as a character in oh, general 100 yeah. and when you connect those dots it's it's simultaneously beautiful and heartbreaking. Yeah. <laughs> and so um yeah, like you couple that that beating heart of a of a plot, you cover it in all the spider lore you've ever known. <laughs> um definitely some surprises. My unfortunately, I think the biggest hole in our recap would probably be naming every single spider person that's in this thing because it's that's uh damn i don't know impossible. if it's possible you know i just don't know if it's possible i feel like there were so many that were just there were so many spider people that had got people thought they saw in the trailer that weren't who they thought they saw because when because that person actually was in the movie in the in a lot more of a faithful version like you're like yeah oh, i thought that was ps5 spider-man in the corner like no when they show ps5 spider-man you will know it's yeah. ps5 spider-man you know 100%, like a hundred percent um and yeah like there's certain points like blink if you miss it, you know, and yeah, and, and it's right there. Um, there are moments in this film where if you paused it, it would literally be a shot for shot uh cover for I feel like given almost, characters. I feel like almost every moment in this film, like, I feel like you could pause this movie at any moment and pull a freaking wallpaper out of it. Or yeah. you can find something hidden in the background. You'll see a, a, a for just a single frame, the entire style of art would have changed. And you're like, how would you like? Why would you like? I never would have even seen this if I didn't press pause. 
put it this way, and this is like the lightest spoiler I can give. Yeah. There's a character who can't stay the same frame to frame. It's like seemingly, incredible. seemingly visually can't is not the same. I love it. I frame love it. To frame. So like it's that level of meticulous uh drawing and planning and, and creativity. It it like I do not envy the animators on this, but simultaneously I can't help but feel like it was a labor of love. You know, it doesn't feel like studio mandate to get as many spiders yeah. into this or some of the jokes or some of the Easter eggs into this. It feels like people coming together to tell a really, really good story in a way that I haven't felt in a while. We talk often about these big budget movies sometimes feeling formulaic. This is the exact opposite of that. And yeah. I get that you can't break the mold all the time. Like, right? Like, uh, Yeah, you know, formula is formula for a reason. A hundred percent. And even this has a three-act structure. You know, it's not like it's the anti-movie movie. Um, but it it definitely shakes you awake if if you were having superhero fatigue in my I opinion think, i do think they played with the with the like you said the three-act structure i love that the, the idea that they played with the arc like people yeah. knew like there was not but this is not really a spoiler because i mean it was announced already in public that this was two parts and it had a cliffhanger ending or whatever so i'm not so you kind of go in knowing like you might be here for half a movie, right? But yeah. they still they they give you a character arc. Like Miles has a character arc that arcs, and mm -hmm. when it arcs, it is arcs in a way that it would have arced in a normal superhero movie. But the thing is so twisted, it doesn't happen the way you expect it to happen. But it happened. No. So no, you like yeah. the arc? It happened. Like he arced as a character. He came to the same revelations. You know, like he had the same thoughts. But it didn't happen the way you would think it was going to happen. You know, it was just masterful. Yeah. And the other uh, rumor, you know, once they changed the names, was that it was going to have an Empire Strikes Back-esque ending. Yeah. And what was interesting, you know, I, I agree that it did. But, like, it, it, what it captured from that Empire Strikes Back ending to me was the simultaneous oh my god all is lost <laughs> and these uh nah the we hope. finna we finna yeah we yeah. finna <laughs> next next time we got back we knocking this out of the park and because ain't no time left to play that you is know? the one thing i think a lot of people never really think about when they say like empire strikes back ending you just imagine like that must mean death doom and gloom but like one of the cooler things about the empire strikes back was that even though they lost you felt the hope at the end like you knew you know it's a film that does an Empire Strikes Back ending that doesn't get enough credit? And I say it because I'm a fan of these films. The Pirates films. The Pirates nice. films. And I'll, I'll straight up spoil it. The Pirates films. In the second Pirates film, Jack Sparrow straight up dies. He straight up gets his ass. He dies. And literally everyone's sitting around the table like, oh, this just fucking sucks. Like, he's dead. And what the hell are we supposed to do? And then Barbosa comes back from the dead. And as a man who's come back from the dead, he knows how to bring men back from the dead. And thus, you know, nice. the film ends and you're like, oh, we about to, oh, what are we about to do right now? And that that's exactly what I got from this. And um, it puts where things were a bit, because you had Kingpin in that first film, where things were a bit black and white as far as right and wrong. In this, there's so much gray. 
and you find yourself agreeing with some people and agreeing with others. And um, when we get into some of these plot points, it's really going to kind of ask you how you feel about, you know, things like fate and things like um, uh, destiny, whether or not any of that's in our hands, um, whether you believe in things like mistakes, if, if, if all is fated and what are mistakes, you know, kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm ready to get into the nitty gritty of this. So I'll just say, go see it. I mean, you're going to hear it from here in the beginning. You're going to hear it from everybody who's had a chance to talk about it. It's getting rave reviews across every review service I uh, can think of. I will say before we jump into the spoiler territory that I thought it was re- I I don't know that. I mean, I, I obviously animation doesn't get like the same level of respect as like uh live action film, you know, cinema or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so I didn't you know i didn't think mario would make a billion dollars right and i know that a lot of that in fact a lot of that is that uh it came out at a very opportune time there was no other films out until guardians of the galaxy it had like four weeks to just exist by itself Mm -hmm. and so it made a billion dollars but to see spider-man come out now and Let's say, you know, Mario made a billion. They made $26 million on their opening night domestically. Spider-Man did 40. So you're like, oh, wow. You're like, hold on a second. <laughs> could you, could this actually do it? Like, could this, could you get a super animated superhero film to crack a billion dollars at the box office? Now, unfortunately, uh, it's got some stiff competition coming up, like really soon. So I oh, yeah, know. yeah, yeah. So, I don't know how long it's gonna last. You got Indiana Jones, you got Barbie, you got Oppenheimer, you got the Flash, you got the Transformers. Flash, uh, five different movies coming out within the next few weeks. So I don't know that it's gonna be able to have that same uninterrupted run. But boy, like if it had, had the same circumstances as Mario, like we'd be looking at, I think, guaranteed, uh, a billion dollars. You know, like yeah, yeah. But if this doesn't sweep some sort of awards, bro, yeah. like Oscar I don't know, I don't, I don't know, yeah. I don't know what to do. And also now, it's one of those cases where it's like, <laughs> I, man, I hate to say this, but <laughs> it's the kind of thing like, what is it? Um, the, the, the name of the ship is the Titanic, and it will never sink. But it's almost like with these two films, this is a layup. <laughs> the third, the third feels like a layup. And if it, they're able to lay it up, just put this in a museum. <laughs> just find a way. If, if they <laughs> can, I guess one last spoiler-free thing. I guess we'll end with that. Is like if mm. if they can actually land, like it is a layup, like. Almost like Revent, Re- Return of the Jedi. Like you knew you were gonna be, you were in the bag already. Like the first yeah. two movies, they got you. You came to the third one as a Star Wars fan. You were just here to see the ending, no matter what. So it was gonna get a level of love and appreciation based off the respect of the first two movies. But if they can land this, like if they can actually, if they can continue the way, if they can expand upon across the Spider-Verse the same way they expanded upon into, and I don't know how, I can't even imagine, like, I don't even have some sort of freaky fan theory, like, and this is how it could be great. Like, no, right, I have right, right. nothing. Yeah. I have nothing because I didn't even think it could be this great. We're already in uncharted territory. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I'm just thinking, like, uh, if we shot the arrow and it 
it, it didn't hit a wall and we climb up to the wall that we're on now and we shoot this arrow is that thing going to keep on going too like like yeah, are we, yeah. we might as well shoot for the stars now like if we can land this if that movie can expand upon it the way the other ones did we've got a in my opinion the greatest superhero trilogy of all time like that, above, yeah. above anything else just on the level of innovation alone you know yeah. like we that's how good this one is like i've, I've got hope for the future now <laughs> you made you made a pretty interesting point because you're right odds are because the the sequel to this is rumored to be called beyond the spider-verse and i think it's yeah. dropping in march of next year yeah um it, when that movie comes if you're in that theater suffice to say like you could be in, in the theater for a cross or into as a spider-man fan but i feel like if you're in the theater for beyond you're a spider-verse fan yeah and that that changes the game you know um and what what makes me kind of smile is that you know we we got peter peter's you know peter's uh we got tom holland out there doing what he's got to do we got the video games uh still animated shows and stuff but i like miles's rise to prominence um to these younger sets of fans it's really really cool to see how household he's become in the last uh, 10 years i so. love it my 14 year old son i think like you know tom holland and miles morales are his spider-man like that's oh, wow. wild to me like that's it it's not it's like it's not even like a that he loves them so much i mean like like they just are yeah they, they, they it's are just truth yeah <laughs> they know, just like, are yeah <laughs> you got to have miles morales as his spider-man like he's a little puerto rican he got yeah. a little puerto rican spider-man just like in the same age you're growing like him on screen yeah you know like <laughs> i i'm almost jealous like i go i wish he was mine like that and when he when i got to see him come out people people shitted on him and they were racist against him you know yeah that's another thing too by the way i love that he's had such a renaissance in playstation and i love that he's had such a renaissance on screen but this idea that um you know the, the movies and the games came and saved miles morales like that kind of bothers me you know like no no he was a, a three-dimensional character in the comics there's people that genuinely believe like you know he's been saved like if it wasn't for these movies in this game i was like if he if he hadn't been a successful character already there would not be a game or a movie yeah <laughs> like what are you people talking about yeah so i yeah. just feel like addressing that real fast <laughs> no i thought his um his who would have known the stroke the stroke of luck they would have with miles and and spider-verse in general like this idea of just diving deep into multiversal spider-man characters in a way that they hadn't before like they thought their jam was clones <laughs> like that that's a, that, they were like they, the clone, I, right? clones gonna say, it's gonna be clone clones is gonna say I mean, consider who was who was i mean not right i mean yes writing it not directing it like miller and lord you know yeah. like clone high like yeah, tried yeah. to work on tried to work on the flash so like i feel like a lot of these ideas a lot of the multiverse ideas and stuff they had like they had already come up with for their original version of the flash and yeah. like they oh, kind of were able gotta, to come over here and do things oh no that's perfect i got a deep a deep cut that somebody put together about something in here that has to do with the multiverse that i think is pretty interesting oh nice but let's start this party though you ready talk all oh, things yeah. in, across time. the spider-verse 
I'm like, get right. back out of here if you haven't hey, seen this movie. Get out of here. But then come back when once you have seen. Once you we did, know you <laughs> we know you will. And uh, what are we like? Twenty minutes in, just market. <laughs> yeah, right. Market. So, our film starts off with uh, from Gwen Stacy's uh, POV as she catches us up with the events of Into the Spider Verse while playing the drums in her high school band. She goes in depth about her time as Spider Woman, which we had spoken about off air, which popped me right because I had said I had yeah, asked yeah, yeah. if she had been called Spider-Woman, confirmation she has. Um, but she goes in depth about her time as Spider-Woman before she met Miles. On her Earth, Earth-65, her best friend Peter Parker, who is voiced by Jack Quaid, uh, be- right, became the lizard, and uh, she was forced to take him down, which killed him. Her father, Chief of Police George Stacy, witnesses Spider-Woman holding Peter's lifeless body and blames her for his death. He sets out on a crusade to apprehend Spider-Woman at all costs, unaware that he's hunting his own daughter. This creates a lonely life of existence for Gwen as she deals with her grief and responsibility alone. Um, bro. So, after Spider-Verse, the comic, I went and read the uh, Spider-Gwen comics. Yeah. This is all straight from there. Like, the entire house, uh, art style. That watercolor palette. Yeah, I love that. Uh, I recognize that immediately. I recognize it more from like the cover. Like there's that one cover yeah. of Gwen standing there with like the uh that was an act like what a choice. Uh 100%. that was just excellent. Because if I remember correctly, in the original movie, she was she was Miles style, right? Like her Basically. art style was Miles. But yeah. it almost felt seamless. Like it didn't feel like different. It didn't feel like we were looking at another jarring Gwen. I don't know. I've read, right. I read a lot of comics. Sometimes the artist will change in between issues and you're like, oh crap, who is this? Yeah, yeah, What's happening? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It didn't feel like that at all. So I just was like in awe. I was just beautiful. You know, there's that scene where the, you know, he still doesn't know who she is and uh, he's like, you know, are you too punk rock to give me a hug? But he doesn't get it out and she comes over and hugs him and then the watercolor spreads across the screen, the color of Yeah, love. <laughs> yeah, it's like the love emanating beautiful. from them, you know? I was uh, already in awe. Yeah, it, it's absolutely beautiful and everything in her universe is seemingly painted with streaks, almost like rain. Like I said, watercolor, everything is uh, streaking down. Um I love her reflections. Yeah. Her reflections are always opposite. It's not in, in her universe. When she ever she looks in the window, if she's maskless, her window has a mask. If it's reversed, then it's vice versa. I was like, yeah. this is sick. Yeah, yeah, it, it is. Um, and another thing I want to say here is I think one of the things that has upped its game a bit in this, these animated films is the voice acting. Sometimes people get a lot of crap for not being actually trained voice actors when they're in stuff like this. Yeah. I thought all the voice acting in this was great. You can feel their emotion in, in a lot of these scenes, especially you know the scenes with Gwen and her father. And that comes across pretty well. I think a lot of that is because uh, I feel like back in the day when celebrity actors would come in to do voice actors they'd phone it in a bit i feel mm-hmm. like a lot of times you you would know like i'm watching this movie and i know that that is famous person a right. they made no attempt to do anything you know, like yeah but i feel like nowadays these actors come in and they kind of treat the medium with a little more respect and some of them some of them do like, you know uh and for sure the people that are working on this movie know it's like a piece of art they're here to put their best foot forward so right i love it 
It's really, really good stuff. Um, so one day, Gwen hears a police scanner say that the vulture is robbing a museum, and so she's on the case. When she's arrived, she's shocked to see it isn't her vulture, but some sort of Renaissance parchment version from another dimension. Although Gwen is a talented hero, this vulture proves to be hard to handle, and he almost kills her before a portal opens up and Spider-Man 2099 shows up. Um, so one of the things I liked about this scene is Gwen's quipping. <laughs> you know, like oh, I, she's I, so I, good. She's yeah. such a spider person. <laughs> I was cracking up, bro. It's like this is just like yeah. a commentary on on art or whatever the hell. Um, and we're talking, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, 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 all that, bro. I was like, wow, she's she's really really good at this. I loved Renaissance Vulture. Like <laughs> I loved everything about it. Like any any time he did something, it would just last for a frame, but they would do like the schematics around yeah. the weapon I, yeah. I loved it i loved it yeah those um like wooden arrows <laughs> that yeah. he pulls out at one point um all really really cool stuff and and i again this is one of those scenes and i would say any action scene is one of those scenes where you can pause it and see 20 different images at any given time um they're doing so much in these scenes um so Spider-Man 2099 explains that he's part of an elite squad of spider people who are entrusted to protect the multiverse, and this vulture is a dimensional anomaly. What did you think of uh, Miguel's design in this? A big buff and stressed. <laughs> I figured, I, I, can't, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I like I that he looks different than Peter. I, 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 that's another thing. Yeah, they did go out of their way to make him look a little different from all the other Spider Men. Yeah, but I feel like he takes the place of the Prowler from the first film. Yeah, like this animalistic, tech based, like I said, almost more savage than 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 Spider on occasion. Um, and I did not know he bit people. Yeah, he's an actual spider. Yeah, he's like a no, he wasn't a spider before, but like his thing, like he's taking on other aspects of the spider. Like, uh, un people. unintended uh, unintended yeah. consequences of messing with DNA. Because, you know, his thing is, you know, the thing he messes with they mess with his DNA. He has to take that drug to be ah, a okay. spider to be a spider person. I I uh, I honestly was wondering if they were trying to imply that he was some sort of werewolf or or because no, his hair and stuff like that, I was like, "What is going on?" She kind of called him like a vampire ninja. Yeah, thing. yeah, that was, yeah. That was funny, but no, he's more like a spider. Yeah, they bite people too. <laughs> I, I, I love that the red aspects of his suit are seemingly have like threading of tech. Yeah, yeah, I love his synth wave theme song like he's from the yeah. future like he's from blade runner or something you know like, oh when, when you see his cape for the first time yeah yeah it's like bits of data basically yeah like, yeah this is pretty really cool <laughs> this is cool stuff um, i did think it was oh i guess we we haven't gotten to see his universe yet but we'll get no, there no. um also i want to say oscar isaac did a great job voicing him he killed it. Somebody said third time is a charm. I was like, fuck you guys. I love Moon Knight. Like, I, <laughs> no, I don't even understand what your issue it's is. It's first time uh, apocalypse? Because the first time is apocalypse, yeah. Okay. And I was like, he wasn't what was wrong with shit. that. It was the design. That wasn't even they his fault, yeah. No, no. <laughs> he said, I'll come back to Egypt, damn it. <laughs> they could have <laughs> gave him stilts. <laughs> <laughs> they could have gave him stilts. 
everything you built. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, um, man. Him and Gwen worked together to take down Adriano Tombs. That's his name because he's from the Italian <laughs> Adri- Renaissance. Adriano Tombs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, am I am I vaguely remembering something about two cops? Someone saying like, "Aren't you Irish? Go talk to him or something." And then they're like, I, "What am I supposed to talk about him about?" It's like, "Don't you like pasta too?" And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> Absolutely ridiculous. It's um, a Banksy. It's a Banksy. Uh, so him and Gwen work together to take down Adriano Tombs and manage to defeat him when Miguel calls in for backup and a pregnant motorcycle riding spider woman named Jessica Drew comes in through another portal. Once he's apprehended, Drew tries to convince Miguel to recruit Gwen, noticing her talents and abilities and seeing her as an asset, but Miguel is hesitant. In a show of their strength as a team, they manage to save the museum goers from a falling police helicopter. Gwen, exhausted from the battle, stumbles and is confronted by her father at gunpoint, who is happy to finally arrest Spider-Woman. In one last-ditch effort to repair the relationship, Gwen unmasks and comes clean to her father. Unfortunately, he maintains his stance and doesn't waver. This guy starts to read her her rights, bro. Yeah, if I could boo, if I could boo in a theater, <laughs> that's that's the moment, man. I'm like, I'm like, what the hell, boo, boo, really, bro, really? Um, and you can, she's heartbroken, absolutely heartbroken. And, and all of this is being told by the colors in the background too, like the yeah. whole time. This is just a whole. It's a beautiful, heart wrenching scene. They would do moments where she's talking and you can see the eyes of her Spider-Man mask behind yeah. her and stuff. Really, really cool um, uh, juxtaposition. There'll be different colors to show like one's hot, one's cold almost, you know? There were like random hidden Spider-Man masks and I only ever found one and I don't yeah. know where to find the others. I'm sure they'll come out as like the Blu-ray comes out and people can comb over the footage but there was one in the beginning of the movie when they get to the museum where the vulture is the light the spotlight from the helicopter shines down on the rooftop that has lines on it that make it look like a spider web so it two spotlights come down and it makes a spider-man mask on the roof so i was like oh wow yeah there's gonna be a lot of oh, they're having, like, they're have, those guys are having a blast <laughs> having fun they're having Too an absolute fun. blast um so yeah he starts to read her her rights before miguel webs his gun away he gives gwen a dimensioning a dimension hopping device as an invitation to join their team and knowing she can never have peace on her own world gwen takes the invitation and walks through the portal with her new friends hell of a way to start this what a beginning because this is the opening yeah yeah when we hit the credits did you have the title did you have any issues with them starting with Gwen? No, I thought I thought like okay, now that tells me Gwen's going to have a much larger part to play in this movie cuz I watched Spider-Verse just before the first one and I was like, man, I remember her being in this movie a lot more. Like, I don't know. Like, she yeah. <laughs> like, she's not in this movie as much as I remember, you know. Bro, but, read, um, and then read Spider-Verse, right? She's like she's in it, but she's not Yeah, like, but then read Spider-Verse, you know. She's yeah. a great there's a great moment like she exists for that great moment where Peter right. gets to meet gwen again 
Yeah. I thought they even played. They did a funny thing about that, too, when she first walks in the room and every, all the Peters are like, hey, Gwen. Hi, Gwen. <laughs> hey, Gwen. <laughs> God, I didn't even think about it that way. That makes so much sense more. That makes so much right? more sense now. <laughs> God, oh, crazy. Um, what do you think about Gwen kind of making this choice here? I, I thought well, it was... um. They hit a lot of the regular Spider-Man things, you know, like we'd seen that same moment almost in Amazing Spider-Man, right? Yeah. You know, he gets cornered by Captain Stacy and it's the same moment. Almost. Yeah. He has to turn around and take the mask off and I think it works. It almost. <laughs> now, <laughs> I just, you know, it's funny. Gosh, the, they, these guys might be geniuses. I, I, I just, I've just realized this. I'm turning a corner here in my mind. Yeah. Uh, things are spinning because I remember, um, I would equate their genius with the genius of Flashpoint in the sense that they created a narrative that would explain something in universe if you felt like there were plot holes or whatever, right? Yeah. So now what they've effectively done with this film is if anything happens in a Spider-Man film that is directly similar to another spider-man film you could just say that it's a it's a universal time point it's a canon point yeah so you can't be like oh they did the same exact thing that they did and whatever it's like yeah that's what happens as a comic fan too because i'm gonna be like it's canon what do you want you want to break the timeline you piece of shit (laughs) that's so that's such a funny out and such a creative (laughs) out i think so I think it's a great way to hammer everyone down at certain points so that we don't get crazy when we're doing these reboots. Oh, yeah, 100%. Uncle Ben has to die, you understand? Don't get slick. Don't make it funny. He has to die. He can't can't be the Green Goblin, Amy Pascal. I know know (laughs) you're trying to change the the game, but come on. Certain things got better left as they are. Amy Pascal has been talking too much lately. I wonder, I wonder how they she's drunk with that. power, bro. <laughs> she's she's uh, drunk with power. You know, it's funny. Um, we were talking earlier about my expectations to Into the Spider Verse, and I, there's one thing that I forgot to say, um, and that is to say that the trailers for Into the Spider Verse were airing uh, roughly around the same time as stuff from MCU Spider Man, and so that's another strike I had against into was because sony had already shown me that they poorly managed spider-man yeah. stuff and to the point that they couldn't even be responsible to handle live action spider-man stuff right. so when they do this i'm like oh oh come on like <laughs> they said, no no hold on because i wanted to show you something in my back pocket no no right right right, right, right. Okay, no, you know, it was like, come back. I, yeah. I, it's crazy to me thinking now, like, there was a point where freaking Andrew Garfield was existing at the same time as the Avengers. Like, that's yeah. wild to me. Like, yeah. man, that happened. Uh, and and, and Batman's like, still in theaters. <laughs> it, really, it really felt like mismanagement, but like, I mean, how mismanagement? It was one bad movie. I mean, a lot of people wanted a third. People, when they said they wanted Spider-Man in the Avengers world, like, they were talking about Andrew Garfield. Yeah. I don't know, like, do you remember that part? Yeah. It wasn't. Yeah. I, I don't think I ever fully gave up on him the way I sometimes feel like giving up on DC. Like, <laughs> God damn it. Like, we've done it. Like, we fucked up again. So you still, got some, you still got some hope? I mean, I feel like some they're doing hope. a great job. Uh, you're kind of explaining how all of this is connected. And there's some 
interesting visuals in here, bro. Oh, that no, really, that really, yeah, that really got me going. Like, hmm, how much? How how much has everyone been talking? How? Yeah, how no. Like, what talking new paperwork has been drafted up? I when coming into this, you know, they did the cute little line in the trailer about that little nerd and Doctor Strange in Earth nineteen ninety nine ninety nine. Yeah, uh, and I thought like it's a it's a a connection but like it's tangible at best you know like i it's the multiverse they don't they don't have to connect beyond a word beyond a line that says they're in the same multiverse but i didn't consider just how much was going on in mcu multiverse that i was like if you were to place this movie in that multiverse mm-hmm. then you have no choice but to address those things yeah like there's just no like if you put that in there you've connected it like there's no there are things happening like that that multiverse is dying like you put it in a dying multiverse (laughs) what's funny is that half of that you know like to the fans that's like uh icing on the cake right but like part of me feels like it's amy pascal putting her name on the book report too I'm in here. You know, you know like, I'm in here. But it's, I was there she had, it's almost like and she's I'm, got. I'm like, just using her to mean Sony too, by the way. There's no, I have no ill will towards Amy Pascal. No, I, I got no beef for nothing. It almost this. feels like she's the person on the book report. She didn't do much work, but <laughs> right? her father's rich and yes. he can help us with a great budget. And they actually have a little bit of shit to offer. Like, right. we might can actually help each other out here. Like, your Spider Verse thing is really cool. Uh, can I borrow your car? <laughs> can I see that for a second? Yeah, like sure, come on. Uh, can I borrow your? Uh, can I borrow your Maserati? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here, matter of fact, everyone gets Maserati. <laughs> and I guess I Just guess put my name on that book report. <laughs> I guess we can talk more in depth about what I think the connections are when we get to that. Uh, when we start talking about the web of yes. destiny or whatever. Yes. But we do finally get a title card. And as somebody who has watched Into the Spider-Verse a million times, when that music kicked back in, uh, I was like, yeah. Yeah, I'm home. Like, if I really felt welcome to back in the... Yeah, man. I was like, oh, this is great. Uh, we had to Brooklyn on Earth 1610, where Miles Morales is juggling his life as Spider-Man, as well as juggling the expectations of his parents. Uh, More stylized, I thought, this time around. I thought so as well. We have a new suit. Yeah. Uh, we see. Always um, with the new suit. Always with the new suit. Got cell phone goes. When en route to a parent-teacher conference, he tries to stop a mugging from a villain named The Spot who can generate portals on command. The two fight and through the scuffle, The Spot, voiced by Jason Schwartzman, alludes to having some deep connection to Miles as Spider-Man. Our hero is able to subdue the spot long enough to attend the conference with his parents, which involves a conversation about Miles possibly leaving New York for college in New Jersey, something his mom is against. Uh, Miles seems excited about branching out into the bigger world, but has to rush out when he realizes the spot is loose again. Jefferson gets called in to handle the supervillain threat as well. Um, one thing I wanted to say in here, because I, like, I got where they were going until they, like, they just had to hammer it home and make it obvious for everybody else. But I love the conversation he has with Genki, uh, where he gets there and Genki's oh, like, he's like, I'm doing my essay. Yeah, and, yeah, but he tells him, hey, can you do me a favor? Like, I have a bad guy. Can you do me a favor and call the cops uh, for me? You know? And um, 
he's like, come on, bro. That's a slippery slope. Next thing you know, we're going to be synchronizing watches, and which is what <laughs> Ned and, Ned and uh, Tom Holland do. They synchronize watches, and there was another line he said. He said, I'll, you know, yeah, and then be, I'll be your man in the chair. Oh, walkie-talkies. So yeah. next thing you know, we're going to have walkie-talkies and synchronized watches. And I'm like, oh, are they talking about it? And then he goes, I'm not going to be your man in the chair. And I was like, yep. Because Ned <laughs> is a Genki. Yeah. MCU yeah. Ned is a Genki ripoff. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yep, yep, yep. So that was just Genki taking back his power. I did. For a second there. Did you notice? Because I saw Genki. I saw he was playing Spider-Man. And I thought that was cute that he was playing Spider-Man. Yes, on yes. I did see but- that as well. I didn't see my son pointed it out that his Spider-Man that he was playing with had the metal metal tentacles. So he's actually playing Spider-Man too. Oh, that's tight. That's sick. I thought that's that was tight. a sick little piece of synergy because I was like, shit, we haven't even played that yet. You <laughs> bastard. Future, bro, these bastards in the future. It's so cool. That was a sweet little Easter egg, I thought. I think this opening sequence also with Miles is classic Spider-Man, right? Two dates. You gotta yeah. be like running yeah, around yeah. And, and changing clothes and all that kind of stuff. Um, Another thing about Miles' story not being written was very cool because ultimately that comes around in a big way. <laughs> you know? Oh my gosh, you're 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 making the wheels turn again because right? yeah, you're making the wheels turn again because um, they also try to tell him his story. Yeah, and he's and like, hey, and it's. It's it's what if you took it all the if you expanded it all the way out to the meta ness of Miles as a character, it is like um what is it, like Oscar bait or you know like any of that kind yeah. of stuff like it's it's um cliche almost you know like they they try to make him the poster boy for all <laughs> immigrants from yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. from a lower class or whatever and he's like. Not really, but I guess I got my own story, right? He's trying to say they were a struggling. She's trying to say they were a struggling family. <laughs> and and like, like, oh, we're right. pretty, we're okay. I own a house. <laughs> said, we got a we got a whole floor in Brooklyn. I mean, I don't know about struggling. <laughs> I left when Jefferson mutters to himself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He'd be over it, bro. Um, I, I was watching that first movie, and I really i was watching jefferson and i was just like i really hope he gets more of a part in the second one because i feel like there's so much untapped potential and they really did uh tap that potential in this second movie not only that but how freaking talented is uh brian tyree henry oh my god i know He's so talented man this guy's absolutely so 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 talented um his voice work as um uh, jefferson in that first film it's probably the best, I would say, um, especially you know that talk between the doors. But oh yeah, oh yeah, but he I, killed that. Yeah, he absolutely killed that. But my favorite line delivery of anything in that entire this too. One is when uh, Miles says, "You cool with that, Spider Man?" <laughs> Yo, when I saw that for the first time, I was rolling because I was like, "That's the most hood." That's the most hood like response to a messed up. I situation. love it too because he's hitting him with like his name. Like, did you forget who you were? Like yeah. Spider Man. Yeah, you cool <laughs> with that? You cool with that Spider Man? <laughs> but my favorite line reading ever is after Spider Man gets killed in front of Miles Morales. Miles runs home, and then he's like, he like comfort. He gets comforts by his parents, and then he's like, Dad, you don't really hate Spider Man, do you? <laughs> and he's like, Um. I mean, and then Rio hits him. And he goes, babe, 
you know how I feel about Spider Man. <laughs> just the way he says it was so real. It was so real. I was like, you got it, Jefferson. You got it. Man, you know how I feel about Spider Man. Um, so our Spider Man tackles this rookie villain. How do you feel about the spot being a rookie in this? I mean, I mean, a jokey. I'm not really attached to any version of the spot. I mean, like the most I've. You don't have I've the spot remember. merch, bro. You don't. You're, you're oh, not, yeah. you, don't, you don't have spot. Oh no! One. I forgot about my uh, spot <laughs> decal on my car. <laughs> there you go. No, I um. No, I mean the spot that I know. Like I read him in Mark Wade's Daredevil. He was a bit of a joke, and it's a fucking joke about how you can punch through his holes and punch yourself in the face and. I remember him vaguely from the animated cartoon. I don't remember his characterization from there. So I can't even say like, oh, no, like they changed spot. Like, I'm just like, okay, that really works in the context of this story. Yeah, uh, I. I almost like it that he was a bit haphazard in the beginning and then almost gets more menacing as he. I like that. It's more focused. I like that. That's his motivation. That they called him a villain of the week. Like they treated him like shit. Like this guy fucking sucks. I'll show you. Hold on a second. I'm gonna be the greatest villain there ever was. Yeah. Be dick, but he's actually a scientist, so like he made it happen. Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> they spiraled through portals before landing in the ruins of Alchemex. Uh, the yeah. spot admits that he was an Alchemex scientist, transformed by the collider that. They blew up in the first film. Bagel oh, and man. also he was the one that got hit in the head with the bagel. Uh, I wonder, I wonder how much of that bagel connection was directly inspired by like memes. <laughs> by, because uh, like okay, when were they? When were they working on this movie? Right, like how how far, how long? There's I don't think they get. I don't think two gets greenlit until, um. You know, like the huge success of one. Yeah. Because one of the things that I wanted to, that I made a point to look back on is one ends uh, with a scene that's almost shot for shot done in this. So I yeah. went back to that scene to see if it was the same. It, had they threaded the needle as something that they say in this, right? And it's not. It, he had a different, different shirt. He had a jersey and, on. Yeah, he's wearing different clothes. and so. But I did, I wanted to say his face looked i I don't know if they intend maybe they intended for the final scene to always maybe they didn't know how long it would be but i think they always intended for that final scene to take place an amount of time after the end of their story because yeah. if you go and you look at his face it's got older features well he also you know he does a bit of a time lapsey outro right where he's yeah, like i've yeah, done yeah. this i've done that i did graffiti so time has passed yeah yeah um yeah so which i think it's interesting as well um no but i so, was wondering if they could have if the bagel thing could have came like from everything everywhere all at once because like it's so cute and it's so small like you could add that in at any point like okay it's a bagel he's the bagel guy They're like fuck it, that's great so Remember that thing I mentioned earlier in the episode? Yeah. <laughs> the little Easter egg connection? Yeah. This is a connection. This is a connection to everything, everywhere, all that. Oh, one. that's so sick. And I say it because there is a poster somewhere. I want to say it's either in Miles or Gwen's room that's like all the things, all the places. <laughs> no, <laughs> all no way. The, yeah. Yeah. 
He That's has like amazing. a parody of it. And when you put the bagel and the black hole and oh. the and the like I'm nothing and everything at once, like man. That's incredible. Man, what a like there's and again, there's um worse films to pay tribute to. <laughs> no, for sure. Like that film literally just um swept the last award show that it was on and for this to come right off the backs of that gosh man that's like said that's amazing because i i mean as soon as i see bagel in a multiverse movie like this i was like come on like there's no way that's a coincidence yeah like, it's that whole big speech remember and then it just cuts and she just goes bagel yeah 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 <laughs> um i i don't yeah i don't know they must have tied it after the fact, right? Like, there must have been like, well, we're doing a multiversal movie. There was a guy got hit with a bagel. I guess we could tie all that stuff in. Um, but <laughs> what do you think about the reveal? And obviously, there's a two-part reveal, so this is part one. That the spider that bit Miles was from another universe. Is that comic canon as well? It is. I think because in the comics, the spider had number 42 on it as a tribute to Jackie Robinson. Okay. Uh, it wasn't like a big thing, but this is really cool, uh, yeah. especially in the story that they're trying to tell. Like, uh, it's one of those things with like Guardians of the Galaxy. I always say like the best superhero movies do this, where it's like you don't have you don't have to tell a story directly from the comic book, but you've got the heart of the characters down so well that you can do pretty much whatever you want because you understand this character and you understand where to take them and you won't take them out of their boundary. You won't make them do out of character things or be in out of character stories. It yeah. always feels real. Like this feels like you can add this to the mythos if it wasn't already there. Like, yeah, put, put that in then, you know, like kind of like in Spider-Man 2002 where they give Toby the organic webs and yeah. you're like, shit, that's, that's obvious. You know, why do I think of something like that? Right. Uh, so it, that's it, just it, it doesn't fundamentally thing. change the character, but it actually makes something yeah. a bit more interesting. Yeah, you've enhanced it now. You've added your piece to the lore. Yeah. Um. And what do you think about the spot saying that they're now permanently linked? That was cute. He's just being like an asshole, but he's kind of right. <laughs> I love that uh, uh, Jefferson because they both chased the spot, and Je and the spot says, you know, like. I made you. You made me. And he's like, what'd you make him for? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was funny as hell. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, I didn't make yeah, him. Yeah. That was funny as hell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, I've, you know, this is a two-parter. If you were in the spoiler section, then, you know, I don't want to jump too ahead. But I think that whole idea of them being permanently linked is going to work very well for the, the third part, right? When they have the eventual yeah. showdown. Um, it you know, ironically, they were able to take down the kingpin in the first one, but that wasn't Miles's villain, that was old Peter's villain, yeah. So, the fact that he has one now, and the, the, the lengths and the threat and the stakes that this guy brings, it's gonna be super interesting when all this uh closes up. It really is. I honestly don't know, like, I, I don't think or expect that this next movie is going to be what we think it is like i don't think it's going to go into like we're going to go into this next movie and it's going to be a big spot movie you know like, yeah i think there's something there's something about that title beyond the beyond the spider-verse that 
kind of tickles me a little bit because I'm like, what are they about to do? Right, like, right, right. Yeah, yeah. What what do they what do they consider the Spider Verse, and then what's on the yeah, outsides of those boundaries? Exactly. Like what could, what could you possibly do? Like, and I know they got some sick shit. Like, I know they got be, some sick hey, shit. Hey, be careful, bro, because it could be beyond the Morbius verse, <laughs> and then we're just and, it, then, and then we're just there. <laughs> I mean, the first thing that comes to my mind is like the obvious, like the big thing, like you know, like the only other Spider-Man that he hasn't met, you know. Like, oh yes, yes. Of course, I haven't him, been shown. Yeah, yeah, right. To stand him next to uh, the the big three, you know, like I, I just, I it made me think about Amy Pascal just being the kind of lady that talks too much, and how I thought like. Live action Miles Morales, it seemed like redundant. It seemed like we have this thing. Yes. It's making a billion dollars. Like, why would we dilute that brand? And I didn't think any business, like any business would think like that's a stupid idea. Why would you dilute the Miles Morales brand? Like we already created a unique pocket and we're making all this money off Miles. Why would you yep. go in the opposite direction and tell you I'm making a live action Miles? I thought like, like, is this, is that? Are these things connected? Right. Is my question that I start to think about. And the more these movies connect themselves to the move to the multiverse of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I just start to wonder how much that Secret Wars movie is eventually going to echo the original or Jonathan Hickman's Secret mm. Wars story with with Miles Morales from this other universe. Do we? Do you yeah, think they'll yeah. have time to set up? I don't know live if, action before. I wouldn't. I would not. Secret Wars. No, no, I don't think it would work that way. I think if it was ever going to happen, it would have to be like a surprise. First of all, like I don't think you want to advertise that. I think it would but have something to tell something because of certain things that we see in this. I feel like they're just alluding to the fact that it almost already exists. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. if, we're, if if we've already seen the vastness of the multiverse and all these, you know, um, um, canon moments and et cetera and so forth, then we're just led to believe that this universe exists. We just haven't seen it yet. And I wonder who's going to be the first to see it. This Miles or anyone in the MCU. But I, I think it'd be, like, this, it'd be this Miles. Like that's when they say beyond the spider-verse the first thing i think is this miles is going to end up beyond the spider-verse like is sitting in 3d or standing next to a 3d person yeah you know, or standing next to three particular 3d 3d people right um they already kind of at the end well we'll talk about that later but i mean if you're this far into the thing that <laughs> that's what i was saying yeah we meet another <laughs> we do meet another miles in this movie and it's like is it going to be another miles or is it just going to be this one like i don't i would rather we finish his story here and not because i would not want to take this beautiful little thing and connect it to the capitalism machine that is i in, I, 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 I i i agree <laughs> but i can't help but think not that they would do that, but I can't help but think like how easy now these films can be used to just inform uh, be. of the character, right? Because then you don't got to do nothing. Did, like, think about it. MCU Spider-Man didn't do a, a long, drawn-out 
story about how he got his morals, who he was before Spider-Man, any of that stuff. They just took our general knowledge of what we know about yeah. that character and built off of it. And I think similarly, Sony's trying to do that. I can't help but think that this was one of the things on the table, you know? All right. Well, I, you know, you get to have just, a one more time. But I won't have a problem. I won't have a problem. Like, if it's... If it was this, like, if this Miles showed up in Secret Wars, like, if we did some goddamn Roger Rabbit shit, you know, like, and he's just there, like, right. I, with the what if be, guys, the what if, the what if animated people, that would be some wild, like, that would be, that would be some really wild, uh, innovative Marvel shit. Like, this is going back to doing things that haven't been done. Like, they've done Roger Rabbit, but like, you get told like a serious film like with 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 animated characters standing amongst live action characters then like if you did like an actual secret wars thing like full of all these different kinds of marvel lore you know like i don't know i don't know i mean i wouldn't hate it if you finished if you finished this spider-verse trilogy like if you just told this story if you finish Mm -hmm. this story i don't care what you do next like if you have to if this story is done i can take it i can put it away i can take the three blu-rays put them in a corner and know that i'll always have that complete miles morales spider-verse story then whatever you do afterwards you know what fine we'll do that because i have this this ended you know if you want to do this next cool you want to do like a one moment where he pokes his head out of the fucking cosmos and he sees like (laughs) everything else you know and it kind of tells you maybe something's gonna happen next fine but uh if 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 it ends up being like beyond the spider-verse is like just a thing to connect into the mcu i feel like you're gonna fuck this whole trilogy (laughs) it's like it's like a three a three movie backdoor pilot for, we messed up. We went backwards. Spider-Man. Yeah, like we messed up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Sony's done some weird things uh, in the past, and I feel like in a representation of uh, sometimes how Sony acts, the spot literally kicks his own ass into yeah. the portal in himself, and then disappears. I love how like Jefferson and, and, and Miles are just there, like, well, that just handled itself. <laughs> I just I would also like to applaud them on their restraint of not having the other three Spider Men show up yet. Yes. Because <laughs> they agree. have the power to do that yeah. at any point. They can do that within their control and nobody can tell them no. I uh, also love while I believe if Miles, two D Miles showed up in three D world, the three D Spider Man would bug the hell out. I love how none of the two D people bug out from three D footage. Like right? just like, it's just like, like, yeah, it's just like that. Huh? It is what it is. Are those other uh, portals dimensions? Less to There's other dimensions. What's <laughs> going on? Here? There's dimensions in dimensions. So, um, yeah, with him gone, Spider-Man has a heart-to-heart with Officer Jefferson, who admits that he feels like he can't do anything right, even with his own son. Miles advises him to give him his son uh space to spread his wings this is the part where i ask if this means more as a father i i i the entire thing um means a little more to me like the whole father-son theme i mean Mm -hmm. in both movies like telling your kid you know i love you you have to say it back yeah all that stuff hits on another level i think and I love these these films for it. That's I, I love that my son was able to grow up and we watched these together. 
You know, like, I, wonder yeah. how, I wonder what he's taking from it. You know, like, as a son. <laughs> and as a, as a matter of fact, now that we think about it, there aren't a metric ton of positive father-son portrayals in Marvel films. Not so always. to have one that's pretty yeah. pretty solid is, is, is pretty good. For sure. I'm, I'm trying to think now. I struggle to think of any. No, because <laughs> you think like a lot of times they end up setting up some type of conflict or yeah, they're dead or they're human planets or he beat me up or yeah <laughs> he's the reason why i'm a hero in the first place he beat the shit out of my mom oh yeah. god oh, yeah. oh yeah. man i all can't right, connect bruce. to that all right bruce relax <laughs> <laughs> i need you to calm down uh so the spot, having fallen into himself, ends up in a void surrounded by portals, each leading to different dimensions. We get a taste of Lego World and the Venom universe. That was and, sick. Lego World was sick. Yeah, Lego World was really sick. I wanted to see Lego Spider-Man standing next to some of those other ones, but I get it. Um, were you surprised by Venom universe? No, because the stupid Sony spoiled it. Yeah, uh, yeah, they did. yeah I, they like, did. I didn't spot. think I didn't think you would spoil that. That was a yeah. cool moment to throw away. But then that's that's the thing that made me think Miles can stand next to MCU characters like as he is, because I was yes. like, oh shit! Like they've that's the precedent you established it right there. He poked yeah. his head out in the live action universe that we know is connected to the MCU already because we've seen Venom show up over there too. So but- now <laughs> But also, I feel like Miles can stand with the MCU characters in the sense of status, where it feels oh, like yeah. they kind of big yeah. Venom in this. And yeah. was just oh, like... yeah, for sure. He didn't even get. He didn't even get. Well, to be fair, that I think that they're. I don't know if they're holding on to something for maybe the third movie, or or it's because there's other Venom stuff happening this year, mm-hmm. but. Out of the bajillion Spider-Man costumes that we saw, you know which one wasn't there? Black Symbiote suit. Spi- Black suit Spider-Man. One of the most, probably the most famous Spider-Man variant outfit, yeah. you know? And not a single one of them was in there. Not even a taste. That was all you got of Venom. So it made me think, like, there's a thing coming. Because if, if I don't know if everybody, if everybody remembers, but Venom actually is a, a big part of Miles Morales' early stories you know yes 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 uh, yes oh yes yes yeah. yes 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 i'm remembering now yeah that's how spider-verse starts that's how the comic spider-verse starts yeah, yeah they venom. get him at the funeral at the fu- at the not the funeral the uh graveyard that's how morlan morlan jumps him at the graveyard yeah uh while he's uh, at somebody's rio. funeral yeah i think it's like rio morales funeral but i don't think I don't know. I mean, maybe. So I do oh, think, no. and I, I do think, oh, and I know, and I got something to, to help you, Ty. You, you're, you're, you're giving me a lot of alley oops here. I got something that might, that might, uh, I might be able to slam dunk, but we'll get there. Um, so Lego Spider Man warns Miles, I mean, warns Miguel of the dangers of this new <laughs> multiversal threat. You're the best of us. <laughs> that line gets me for the, it's just uh, it's just thrown away but just this like goofy ass lego spider-man he's like <laughs> yes. you're the best of us <laughs> so great just so great it's gotta be like a shout to the fact that they made the lego movie too right yeah it's gotta be um meanwhile on miles's earth they're having a party to celebrate jefferson's promotion 
but Miles is late and messes up the cakes he was supposed to bring. I love how I love how it says I'm not proud. I think it's what the kids <laughs> end up saying by the time he finally I'm gets I'm not it. proud. But I also of, I was right. gonna say, what do you think of uh, J.K. Simmons? I the... thought that was pretty interesting. Right. And I, was, I was wondering what they were trying to say with that. Um, it's another and, connection, dog. He's the yeah. same one. He's bald. It's the same uh, background news thing. It's like if, the same. If anything, variant. it sets more precedent. It makes like. Because it, we see it here, it makes the MCU one make more sense. If, and again, yeah. if anyone had any yeah. issues with it, <laughs> like what yeah. the same guy just bald? It's like, well, it happens in more than one universe. Yeah, so, it happens <laughs> everywhere, actually. Yeah. So uh, every like the Lego universe, Miles universe, MCU universe, they're all J.K. Simmons. And now they get an excuse to put him in fucking if they do anything with Andrew. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know he'll show up in Venom now. You know, like with a mullet. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, when he scolded, he makes the mistake of saying whatever, <laughs> which was <laughs> that was pretty funny. Because <laughs> I've gotten that treatment too. You just don't say that, bro. You just don't say whatever. Um, that gets him grounded, and he goes to his room to sulk. While he's there, a porter opens up, and Gwen hops through. She convinces him to explore with her, but she's really there tracking the spot. Um, they have a cool scene of trick web slinging. Probably some of the best web slinging we've ever seen. They're like literally doing tricks, play, playing horse. Oh, that was so sick. That um, was so sick. Yeah. The animation I, there, like, that was real, like, wow. Like, look at what we're doing here. They're just having fun. And then again, couples goals, you know? They're like swinging by their ankles. <laughs> I was like, this, this is really, really cool. Um, her and Miles have a discussion upside down where she makes it clear that although Gwen's are almost destined to fall in love with Spider Man in almost every universe, it almost always ends in tragedy. What do you think about them just straight up addressing it? I thought that was great. I was glad that she's aware of the, of the legacy of Gwen Stacy. You know, yeah. like, I, <laughs> I like that she's aware of it. That's really cool. And and th what's crazy is it must be so crazy to not understand the legacy. I, I say as somebody who only understood the legacy. You get what I'm saying? Like in her universe, yeah, yeah. yeah. She's that there's no reason to believe that in every almost every other universe she dies <laughs> as the girlfriend of Spider-Man. Like where, where how would she ever have that you knowledge? Get it. I think you get it when you realize like all the other spider people are Peter Parker and you're like, oh, oh, yeah, oh, oh fuck. Like, right. I guess I won't die. Like, I mean, I can feel safe in the fact that he he took my place in the universe. Yeah, yeah you start feeling really <laughs> good about that that day. You're like, wait a minute. I guess I'm all right. But then, yeah, you start hearing this Captain Stacy thing. And you're like, oh, God. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, and like I said, like, I, I, I there was times in here where I was like Miles was being a bit um with forward, but I forget he's like fifteen. Like yeah. this cool yeah, badass girl yep. came into his life, flipped his life upside down, then dipped. <laughs> he's been thinking about something. Like I remember I that connect, those days. Yeah, I was gonna say like I connected to that a little too much. I was like, fuck. I was like, oh, yeah. that's it. that that one stings. Like I still remember being a teenager in the 
beautiful hot girl comes in, but she's got all the freaking issues. And it's yeah. like she knows she shouldn't be with me, and I know I shouldn't be with her, but god damn it. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. And especially if you guys could do it from secret from your parents, hiding yeah. upside down in a you know, as I'm saying, like I I totally get that. And I totally get it all not making sense when you're that age. You know? I would, like what the I hell? I wish they despair. would not. I kind of wish they wouldn't have used that one in the promotion so much. The, oh, the, the scene, upside down. The sit, scene sitting. with the upside down. Because it was so good. And I feel like it's going to go. It's not going to get appreciated as much because it's been seen so much like before yeah. the movie even came out. Like, But just the the way she walked over, like they, the yeah. way they used the camera, and it just flips over like that. It was sick. This movie yeah. is sick. She does it like they now establish how effortless all of this is to her, you know. And she just ties her hair in a ponytail and is walking sideways, camera shifts, like you said. And she just webs herself to anchor herself, and this is now. Um, so yeah, I, I thought that was really really cool. Uh, she also makes it clear that she considers Miles the first real friend she's had since Peter died. Uh, they go to the barbecue. She's introduced to Miles' parents before being contacted to investigate another uh, spot sighting. Rio sees how sad Miles is when she leaves, so she takes him off punishment, realizing he feels trapped. So, this is the scene that got me. I don't know why. I don't know where I'm at in my life. (laughs) (laughs) But the scene of Rio talking to her son and explaining her fears that the world won't love her baby boy as much as she does, but it's up to him to take care of that boy now and make sure that he knows that he's loved and all that. Because it's harsh out here in these streets, man. It's harsh out here in these streets, and I got to believe if you have children, you want what's best for them, but you also know how bad this place can be. And you know they're safest and most loved with you, but you can't keep them there forever. So, like, all of that being displayed here, and again, the voice acting of it, and, like, hearing Rio almost convince herself as she speaks, right? Like, as she's going through this stuff, and it's scaring her, almost talking about it makes it okay to just let him go in that moment. And I don't know, bro. Oh, shit. Just rock the shit out of me. Uh, Yeah. As a parent, that also, that hit me in a different way. But I was looking, I was thinking, like... (laughs) That's me. I gotta do that. Like, like she's yeah. stronger than me. <laughs> yeah, I gotta learn to let go like that pretty soon. Uh, thankfully, I got a, yeah, at least a year left. <laughs> Locked down until then. <laughs> I think. I think yeah. he's about the same age as Miles Morales. It's hey. like, oh shit. <laughs> right. But uh, yeah, yeah, that was a great scene. I also love the way they looked at Gwen because I was like, that's my life. That has yeah. happened. That's the same thing. Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Um, I like by doing this little scene with Rio and Miles. Sometimes I feel like they, I, I, the Spider-Man films, forget the personal stakes, like the you know, like the which may seem smaller in scale of like saving New York City or saving this dimension, et cetera, and so forth. But like. That's mostly what it's about in these Spider-Man stories, the personal stakes, the little the little sacrifices that Spider-Man, as we find out, need to make um, in the grand scheme of things and seemingly always have to make and almost are tortured by. Uh, and 
by having this moment, you kind of realize how much Miles has to lose um, with this family who, even though they they can be strict, ultimately love them enough, love him enough and trust him enough uh, to spread his wings, as he says. So really, really cool stuff there. Yeah. Uh, so, um, Miles suits up and follows behind Gwen, turning invisible so she doesn't notice. She comes upon a crime scene of a building covered in huge holes and using tech is able to figure out that the spot tried to replicate his experiment to increase his power. Uh, she's contacted and scolded by Spider-Woman for taking her eye off the ball as she was only on Miles' Earth to locate and apprehend the spot. So she promises to never see Miles again. Spider-Woman tracks Spot down to Earth 50101 on Mumbatton. Uh, Gwen goes through the portal that will take her there, but Miles, still invisible, follows behind her. Um, this has an amazing shot of miles upside down and her looking through him i was like yes look at these spider-man they always do this i was like kiss 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 kiss, kiss, kiss. To. <laughs> um but that would be really creepy because she didn't know who was there <laughs> um but i also wondered and i'm not saying this to fucking start a big discussion on canon or whatever but like that thing beats spider sense the like his invisibility invisibility i think it's because he is a spider person that makes sense uh, i think that's the only reason why i'm not I, i'm not sure that he would be able to do it consciously okay i just think yeah well you what do you think about this whole idea that gwen has a job and she's not doing it because <laughs> i mean it, i guess i guess that's the arc right it's, it's, it's the cop yeah that's the way arc. that is that is that is uh they're not wrong right i mean but yeah. it's a teenager thing it's what always happens you're supposed to be at school you're supposed to be at work you're supposed to be doing this but i gotta see him you know like ah man i've been thinking about him every freaking day but it's also like her father's arc in the sense that her father feels like he needs to arrest spider-woman regardless if it's gwen or not because that's what the right thing to do is that's what the law is um and in this she is told to at various points to either straight up ignore or apprehend miles because that's the law but she doesn't do it or she doesn't want to do it you know so yeah. it's almost like she before her father comes to the revelation she comes to the revelation of how hard it is to do what you think is right which is walking in the opposite direction of what everyone else thinks is right in her reaction to Miles and, and, and the way he messes her up is the way she would expect her father to act. That's why she's so disappointed in him. Because look at how she would look at she look at the way she instinctually handles that situation. And then look at what his instincts brought to him. It's like yeah. oh it's disgusting. Yeah. It took him a, it take it took him a while. My man comes around, but it took him a while. It took him a I mean he's a, a father. That's what I thought to myself. I was just like Oh, like as a father, like I can't imagine. Oh, it's just as like, still saying, you have the right to remain silent. Yeah, like I, but I mean, maybe it's because I got raised differently in a different place. <laughs> but yeah. uh, I just, I can't even. Like my kid could. Where the badge is above, where the badge is above the anything, <laughs> any, yeah, anything, yeah. like anything. I could never yeah. imagine putting them above any of my kids. I just, it's bro, like, I couldn't see if you were a cop. I couldn't see you arresting a Pokemon if one came out <laughs> in real life. 
He killed those people because he was scared. You see, <laughs> he scared him. <laughs> I just see for some reason I just imagined a pic, uh, a video of Pikachu running and the dogs chasing after like in Dark Knight. <laughs> you give him that start. <laughs> we don't deserve him. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, man. It, uh, it, there, there's a lot of of uh, parent stuff, but I guess another thing in this is when you're around this age is probably when you start to actually keep secrets from your parents, right? Yeah. So there's a lot of that as well, but like Miles and Rio and um, the secret of, of Spider-Man and Gwen and similarly and how she, you know, breached it and how you're supposed to. And is there a way to react? Is there a textbook where you're supposed to and all that kind of stuff? I think it's pretty interesting. It's a, I lo- both of these movies, both of the Spider-Verse movies, they, that's what makes them so good. And I think to on a casual level, mm-hmm. like is that they they're these big spider-man movies and they're full of all this cool lore but ultimately they're telling these very very grounded relatable stories you know the first one was put on the mask the mask is anything you know like do your job go to school Mm -hmm. focus on your dream you know Mm -hmm. uh, embrace it and now you've got uh be yourself you know write your own story yeah write your own story like that's so relatable oh and then you've got all these other themes the parent themes the child themes you can come at this movie from any perspective and find yourself in it it's a it's it's a human story the human existence is is pretty universal (laughs) and that's what spider-man is at its core or that's what he should be at his core that's what that's what i have that's why so many people have an issue with the comics now and it's i mean sometimes they articulate it in memes and like outrage yeah and they can't really say what it is that's bothering them they know they don't like it when they see peter being treated badly and i'm like god yeah. i can't what is this why do they keep doing this this really sucks and it's right. like no they're not because they're not telling that spider-man story anymore they're not yeah. telling that relatable story nobody wants to relate to the loser every game <laughs> freaking yeah. month yeah if i start seeing myself in that book all the time i'm just gonna be depressed I don't want to read this. That's what's interesting. You know, I was having this conversation in regards to Superman in the sense that if you don't understand what Superman can do, like in response to being teased or any of that kind of stuff, right? If you don't realize what he can do and you don't realize that it's all about restraint, then he kind of just looks like a punk. Yeah. If if, if you didn't realize what he could do, that's why I loved what, what uh, Superman versus the elite does. It kind of shows you, like, if he, if he really wanted to go crazy, he could go crazy. Um, so with Spider-Man, after a while, it's just kind of the same thing. You know, it's it's not restraint for him a lot of the times. He just has bad luck. And after a while, you kind of stop hanging with the guy who lost his wallet, lost his car keys, crashed his car, broke his leg. <laughs> you know, you start going, you know, I think, I think, yeah, we'll chill when we chill, bro. I'll see you when I see you because holy hell. And, um, yeah, I, I do think. This is the thing too, like innovation aside, you can tell similar stories so long as the heart in the middle is is real and something that people don't see as fabricated. Um, but this manages to do both, you know, be innovative and still have a heart in it. But I don't want people to learn the wrong lesson from this. Is against what I guess yeah. I'm saying. <laughs> you know, um, it still has to have that stuff in the middle 
that's the reason why the Lego stuff worked. There was still something at, at the heart of it. I still I love Lego Batman, you know, and there's some there's heart at the I, in that as well. And it comes down to being able to boil down these characters to what they really mean, as opposed to what you think they're famous for, which is yeah. two different things. That's what the superhero experience is supposed to be like. Anyway, it's supposed to be an umbrella where you can tell lots of different stories under it. I feel yeah. like sometimes these studios get locked into this formula of action film that they want to tell. And it's yeah. not. And it feels like it's like this isn't that formula is exactly what all the outside naysayers think all the superhero movies are. And it's not supposed to be that like they're supposed to be stories of the human experience. Yeah. You know, uh, they should be more action. <laughs> they should be more focused on what these heroes are known for thematically versus what they're known for aesthetically. You know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um and, and I think that's the biggest problem. They're trying to nail what they remember seeing. Yeah. But they should try to nail what they remember feeling. You know, like that should be what you're going for. Like, ah. Oh. <laughs> I remember that. Um, and that, well, that's what's funny is like you talk about like not being able to know where you could sit Spider-Man. Some people feel like um he needs to be you know, at a certain level when it comes to relationships or any of that kind of stuff. But this movie shows you that you can have your cake and eat it too, right? <laughs> With as many of these Spider-Man that exist, you can have the edgy Spider-Man. You can have the killer Spider-Man. You can have the um, stay-at-home dad Spider-Man. You could have it all. You really can. He's that universal. So it's weird sometimes when they get stuck in a one avenue when you really can do it all <laughs> if you wanted to. Um, so. Uh, Gwen ends up getting help from Spider-Man India to neutralize the spot who is trying to use that Earth that Earth's collider to increase his powers. Uh, what did you think of this new Spider-Man India redesign? That was great. I thought it was really cool. I love. Makes the old one look a little looks a little. Yeah, I was like, oh no, <laughs> not great, right? Oh wow, that other one is a little. Uh... <laughs> interesting <laughs> very interesting <laughs> i agree i agree i i do really like this and i like he, how he has like that uh bangle that he uses his web to kind of like yo-yo yeah. and what people's asses with i thought that was really cool and funny you know it's the actor who plays dopinder in um yeah deadpool i thought he had some funny uh sayings like uh chai tea is just saying tea twice which is kind of like the ATM machine joke that uh, Miles makes earlier. <laughs> I thought he was going to be in the movie a lot more. <laughs> like, oh. So to be honest, I thought the spider verse of it all was going to be more in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, more honestly, universes. Yeah. I thought they were like, I thought they were going to push cost us. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, I thought like the threat and stuff would be kind of settled relatively quickly. Um, I don't mind how they told the story, but if you would ask me my expectations, I, I that's actually what I thought. So uh, I was, odds are, I was it, weird about it. Uh, my expectations for the story were weird about this movie. I was I I couldn't pinpoint what it was going to be about. I was like, I have no clue what this movie is about. Like, uh, I kept thinking yeah. they were gonna they were gonna uh, reveal the inheritors at some point in time. They're eating the Spider Man. Uh, yeah, <laughs> they don't want to tell this. That story is not very human. Guess I guess no. It no, it's not at all. <laughs> so they're running after the spot. The spot manages to get to the collider. He sets up a um, like a force field, and so 
our Spider-Man, Miles Morales, goes to use his Venom touch to break this force field because he's been working on it. He's been working on how he can charge it and all this kind of stuff. And, like, it's taking forever. And then just, like, in his ear, like, how long does this take? Are you doing it right? What exactly are you doing? And then I hear an oi. And the first thing I think of, is Spider-Man UK here? They just bring in <laughs> Spider-Man UK? But no, it's even better. Spider-Punk. Hobie Brown comes smashing through the force field. He's anti-establishment. He's pragmatic. He's too cool for school. He's a rebel without a cause. Uh, talk to, a little bit to the people about what you thought about this design and this intro for this character. So leading up to his uh, introduction, they were mm-hmm. kind of hinting that Gwen and him had a thing. And they did not explain that away <laughs> at any point in the movie they didn't attempt to fix that they didn't yeah. fix that at all so oh, i have i have written right here uh that, that happened or what? <laughs> she left she left his her toothbrush in his dimension in his house yeah um, and, oh yeah not just in his dimension in his house in his dimension <laughs> And a sweater. Miles yeah. is like, how many sweaters do you have? <laughs> <laughs> you left one in my house. You're trifling. Oh, <laughs> God. what you wanted to say. No, nah, they trifling. did. No, nah, he did have like, a bit of chemistry with Spider-Bite for a second. And Gwen pulls him away like, uh-uh. So they implied that there was still Gwen is still into Miles. But they didn't explain the hobby thing at all. But he's on the team, right? He is on I the just, team. So, so I, I would guess just they think, just, yeah. You would hope that that's all that it is because they were nervous about it. And as a matter of fact, Spider-Man India even says to him, like, did you tell him about how Hobie, like, what does he mean by that? Did you tell him? What, is he, what does she have to tell him? They never explained it. And I don't know if that was, like, because it got cut out at some point on the cutting room floor or, like. Well, was something else okay? I think is interesting is I guess that, that also means that at some point, Gwen told everybody about what happened in Into the Spider Verse, right? No. She had to have would have had would have had to explain how the particle, uh, yeah. the particle accelerator, now the, the hydro- <laughs> hydrogen collider, how the hydrogen collider went off, and et cetera and so forth, and mentioned Miles, which then leads leads them to connect all the rest of the dots and then decide. Because another thing that's happening in this is. Miles keeps volunteering to join the team and Gwen keeps kind of coldly telling him like spots full, whatever. One of the things that they didn't do, which I was like, cause I, I knew the scene was coming cause of the trailer. Um, is that at one point she tells him something like, um, there's only a limited amount of seats or something. Yeah. I wanted him to see all those spider people and turn to her and be like a limited amount of seats. huh? <laughs> like. <laughs> The six months thing was even worse. He's like, he's only been Spider-Man for six months. They let him in the thing. And it's the same. That's the same kind of thing that they were doing to him in that first film. Remember? Like, surprise attack. (laughs) Like, uh, can he do anything? Like, what is he? They they keep playing, my boy. Um, I mean, they did do it again. (laughs) Entirely. Right. But, But no, now we find out it's because she had been spoken to about him specifically. She like, knows more than he knows about himself. That's wild. Yeah. Uh, and that's but talk to me. Or talk to me about Hobie, which I want to oh, confess. Yes. I've been calling him Hobby for years. Yeah, same. Actually, Hobie. I guess that makes sense considering the accent and whatnot. Yeah. But uh, 
he was my favorite addition to this uh thing because he's not this is not like the like Hobie is the original Prowler, right? That name belonged to yeah. the Prowler first. But what was it? Was it also always Spider Punk, or is that a thing they did in this movie? It no, that it was always Spider Punk. Okay, yeah, okay, because I but um. But besides that so, one shot, he got nothing. He got nothing. Yeah, they basically did what they wanted here. Yeah, uh, they gave it. They did it. They did do pretty faithful explanation of who he was, though, right? Yes. I've actually yeah. never read the Spider Punk extra uh, from Spider Verse. It's it's super cool because it's like super, <laughs> like it's propaganda. Like he's fighting propaganda. Like everyone who he's fighting looks like propaganda. I think there's a Venom army. Like all the soldiers in the government have the symbiote, and he's fighting against the government using like big ass amplifiers in his guitar. It's all like. Uh, you know, uh, fight the power, power to the people, kind of stuff. And then when you see I him on a mask and you see that he's black, which again, prior to Miles, even with Miles, there wasn't many. Even with Spider Verse, there, there's still not many. So that revelation as well, you didn't think with the rock stuff, the punk rock stuff, that's usually not shown together. You know, Afri- yeah. in African American culture. So like that whole bundle of just being so off the wall, such a cool design, and then also being part of the African American community was like pretty pretty freaking cool yeah uh well i guess african britain and african britain yes <laughs> african I, don't, britain. I don't know how that works i don't know what they call uh, no, you're, no you're you're 100 right and daniel kalua kaluuya voices him and he's yeah, one of the coolest people it. in the world it. and manages to make this guy one of the coolest people so, in the world so well, not only was he my favorite addition to the whole spider-verse thing but um I heard that people were having trouble hearing this character in particular. There's something wrong with the sound mix of this film. Interesting. I know yeah. he does a lot of British slang. It's a big deal, I guess. Uh, it became like a story over the weekend. I, I will tell you this, uh, John Escudero, a.k.a. Yogi, for the very first time since I could remember in yeah. 34 years of my life, my movie has subtitles. What? Yeah. Where did you get that at? I don't know. It started and I was like, is this a mistake? And then when I came out of it, I heard all the stuff people were saying about audio stuff. And I was like, well, oh, I shit. I so if there's any questions of plot. I never <laughs> had, like, I didn't have issues. Admittedly, I didn't have any issues. I mean, of course, he was saying some British, British slang that I didn't understand, but I heard the words. I just didn't yeah. know what they meant. I was like, yeah. okay. Um, but but he uh, also mumbles like by nature. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I think I think that it can be a bit uh confusing. I didn't I mean, I always watch movies with subtitles. I would just always prefer to see movies with subtitles. <laughs> Honestly. I'm a subtitle I'm a subs guy. Uh so yeah, that was interesting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. His freaking his freaking uh his animation is my favorite too. Yeah, because he like yeah, he seems to change. Sometimes he'd be in all black and white, but he's seemingly almost always a sketch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and um, he has like the coolest lines because, like I said, he's anti-establishment. He's anti everything almost. Everything is the establishment. He's anti everything. Uh, at one <laughs> point, he pra- at one point he praises uh May Parker, Mayday Parker. Like, 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 that, like that's rebellious you know 
Um, Taking the shit on the establishment. Yeah, I, like I, thought, I thought that was, <laughs> I thought that was super funny. He's yeah, my favorite. Like we were saying, um, he and Gwen have been friends for a while. Miles is mildly jealous, you know, when he finds out about the other things. And one thing that he says, which was something that we were told in like an interview, but they don't really expand on it, past the toothbrush, he does say, are those my chucks? Yeah, he did. You know? And they never say it again. He never says, "Oh yeah, by the way, like what the fuck." <laughs> I think it was a gag because when they show her later, she has the ballet shoes on. Like okay. she puts on, she ties on ballet shoes. Okay, because she uh, had the chucks on when he she showed up in Miles's universe. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think they were just setting up a gag, like a, that particular gag. Also, didn't that really happen? Yeah. Then they take away her ballet slippers, and people got tight in the comics. Is I don't that, know if they gave her chucks. I swore that was one of those like uh, Nightwing finger finger glove things. <laughs> um, hey, listen, I, I understand. I, <laughs> Nightwing didn't. <laughs> they, did they take away his finger gloves? Um. Yeah, they. Well, they did at one point. Uh, the people were arguing, and they wanted them. They wanted them back. Um, but yeah, I remember there being some sort of backlash because at one point in the comics. They give her other shoes. <laughs> and people are like, what? Put those damn bad shoes back on her. How dare you? Um, but I can't find anything currently. Yeah, that looks like bad shoes too. But um, yeah. Uh, so the spot absorbs the collider energy. And suddenly when Miles gets in contact with him, he gets struck with the vision of his father dying at the hands of the spot. Mixed with the vision of Captain Singh, the father of Spider-Man India's love interest, also dying in a similar fashion. In the ensuing destruction of the collider, Miles saves Captain Singh from a near from near death. However, uh, Mumbatton then begins falling apart from the disruption of a cannon event. Every time I said cannon in this, I laughed. <laughs> I was just like, <laughs> I loved it. I thought <laughs> it was ridiculous. Cool as fuck. In the best way. Like, I I I mean, especially when they eventually explain the whole thing, but. Um, yeah. I thought his Gwen was gonna die. I was like, "Oh fuck!" Oh, oh yeah, no, right. Um, but uh, what was I gonna say? God damn it, it left me. <laughs> no, that, oh, that, the destruction yeah. of the mo- the destruction of his universe. Yeah, uh, that comes directly from the MCU. What the heck was that about? Oh that's yeah, straight up. That's a straight up connection. Like what if? Right? The, uh, what if uh, multiverse of madness? Uh, yeah, we have seen this twice already. I was like, "Oh, uh, that's uh, a little more than like coincidence." <laughs> yeah, oh, you know, the disruption of a canon event, you know, um, leads Not to ju- seemingly of like what the what the after effects of an incursion would be. That's yeah, that's what they yeah. And as soon as they show the black hole and the little dots, the black freaking uh, dots shooting out of it and like grabbing onto things and already trying to erase them, I was like, "Holy shit!" Like that's an incursion, or at least that's what the MCU incursion is, because it's supposed to be Earths crashing into each other. And I'm yeah. like, we need to get we. I, you guys better fix that. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was like, this oh. is, that was the beginning of them, kind of like we already know this was connected with Venom, and now that these uh, we I we recognize this. And again, some of this imagery is Pavlovian to MCU fans. They're they're meant to recognize this to mean yeah. certain things. So you don't, you wouldn't just play fast and loose with them. Yeah. Now I'm starting to think like they're really gonna do a thing, are they're, they? Are they gonna try, bro? 
And then what? Who yeah, knows? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because, I mean, how did the fucking Civil War end with Miles Morales transferred from one universe into another one? Yeah. The Secret War, the 2016 one, anyway. <laughs> right there with Peter. I'm just saying. I don't know. <laughs> Wild. Wild. <laughs> so, me, members of the Spider Society arrived to assess the damage of this dimensional anomaly while Miles, Gwen, Spider Man, India, and Hobie are sent to their Nueva York headquarters on Earth 928, where hundreds of, of Spider Man variants reside. So, you want to talk about Nueva York? Yeah, it was crazy that it was a utopia instead of yeah. um, uh, what it usually is. A neo, <laughs> neo, whatever, yeah. like Neo Tokyo yeah. hellscape. <laughs> yeah. Everyone is under the thumb of Alchemax. <laughs> and that sounds kind of uh, dark and grim. What did you think of what I think is now going to become a controversial characterization for Ben Riley? <laughs> Oh my God! There were In no this. Ben Riley fans last week. There were like twenty of them. I know people are mad this. that they took him <laughs> to a because I think everything that came out of the nineties is that like yes. it's just stupid. It's that it is, and and, and I know people are gonna be like, oh no, like this is not Ben Riley as I love him, but I'm like, no, like that's Ben Riley. That's everything else though. Like, so <laughs> yeah, you, I'll yeah. let that one slide. I yeah. was um. I was having fun immediately. Like as soon as the Spider-Man came out to try to fix the black hole, I was like, "Oh, look, Future Foundation! Oh, shoot, yeah, yeah. that's Uncle Ben!" Like, yeah, I was, I was like, Uncle "Yeah, that's." A, I, I really was like, "Why they brought that old uh, Uncle Ben, the Uncle Ben one?" <laughs> uh, that was fun. That yeah. was very fun. Um. So the thing, the two things I dug about the Ben Riley of it all, I love the cell shading. I think that's so, such a cool. I've always thought that was like a cool uh, uh, way to have that in there. Uh, Andy um, Samberg. Andy Samberg is great. Um, <laughs> also, if you know who Ben Wrighty is, Ben Wrighty is a clone of Peter Parker. So he looks like Peter Parker, but he's just blonde. Um, so I if like he, that. Yeah. For a long good. time, he was a meme. I mean, like Ben Riley, like. The clone saga, like <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's very weird to get uh possessive cool. of Ben now. I mean, I get it. Like, I know there were fans of him because they did the Scarlet Spider run and they right. kind of not redeemed him, but they gave him a cool story. And now he's like, he's got new fans who yeah. like this Ben Riley, but this wasn't that. He was not the Scarlet Spider, he was like, like Ben Riley, the Scarlet Spider from the 90s, like, not the one yeah. you're thinking of now. Or with fucking Kane and all the stuff that they did over here. Like, yeah, uh, those are the mad fans, though. Like, I thought he was cool, funny. And did did you like his um horrible '90s writing narration? Oh yeah, I'm looking uh, over there, and now I'm looking over there. <laughs> uh, 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 was this where we saw uh all the Spider Man? Uh, we, we see a lot the of way, them. on the way to Nueva York where we were introduced to them specifically. This is where we see the horse, the horse, and the Peter parked car. Peter parked car was great. Peter, Peter parked car is freaking great. <laughs> uh, uh, Yuri, yeah. um, Yuri Lontov fucking voicing 
PS5 Spider-Man for a scene. Like, and, and like you said, me thinking one of them in the background was, and then yeah. this one pops up, and I'm like, oh, I know. He's one. really him, like, in full PS5 graphics. He's like, hello. Yeah. <laughs> Are you talking <laughs> to me? <laughs> um, they, they show him when they show that they have a prison of anomalies, a.k.a. Yeah. misplaced villains from other dimensions, like Moose Stereo, yeah. which is from Spider-Ham's world. I, I remember yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, typeface, which I always had ever heard was like one of the worst villains <laughs> that he's ever had. This guy with like letters on his face. Mysterio. <laughs> yeah, Mysterio. She's from um, a game or something, right? I think so. Uh, and a live action Prowler played by Donald Glover. Oh, that man. Only I seem to have recognized. I'm the, I felt like I was the only one who, to gasp because that's literally what I did. No, Just, me and the kid flipped out. That was all awesome. of it. Like, there's 18 levels of Mark Outishness. Right? I know. There's <laughs> so many different levels of why that was cool. Like, yeah. uh, so I, mean, I guess some people, uh, on the surface, we'll just say li- a live action person in the film, right? Like, one, yeah, that straight off the back, like live action standing next to animated. Again, we're setting precedence here. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, but some people believe Miles Morales wouldn't exist without Donald Glover. Period. Yes, because yes. uh, he was uh, at one point. People were campaigning for him to possibly play Peter Parker, and then it was deemed that Peter Parker would never be black, or there would never be a black version of Peter Parker, which they actually haven't done. Right? They still no, haven't they done haven't. a black multiverse. <laughs> That's so wild to me. It's just a they name. Should. It's they just should. a fucking name. It really doesn't matter. But anyway. Instead, <laughs> instead uh, they would end up creating Miles. Um, and the another additional layer is that he was playing the Prowler in this, which means he was playing Aaron Davis in this. He played Aaron Davis in Spider-Man Homecoming, um, which then uh, there's like a, a scene where he talks to um, Miles on the phone. So which leads people to believe that there is a Miles in Tom Holland's universe. And if that's the case, then he could possibly be Spider-Man one day. And who's to say that his Aaron Davis, Donald Glover, wouldn't be the Prowler. But now seeing him in this universe be the Prowler, oh my God. And then, obviously not in real life because that would have been physically impossible. But for him to look directly at Miles (laughs) and Miles to look directly at him and just what all that meant in that moment i was just like damn yeah yeah was miles in a cartoon for a little bit too he voiced him yeah he voiced him uh he people have wanted him to be it but it just kind of got he got away he got old right that's never gonna happen so yeah he he wears spider-man pajamas in an episode of community and they have that episode of community playing in into the spider-verse that's just awesome yeah, so it's, awesome always, it's always been a love letter. Yeah, like I said, it's 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 like the the Billy D. Williams Two Face thing. Like everyone knows, yeah. it, you know, like everyone knows what that should have been, and it just didn't get there. So whoever has power tries to pay homage always. And in my opinion, I think it's no it's no longer homage. I think he will be the Prowler. I think he will be um, Uncle Aaron. Uh, so. Afterwards, Miles and Peter B. Parker reunite, and we meet Peter's daughter, Mayday Parker, who has her own web shooter. 
uh, which feels like one of those gifts that a family member gives that you end up hating because it's very noisy or <laughs> yeah, yeah a lot of that all over the house. Yeah, uh, Mayday is adorable as 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 she is. I love her calling all over uh, Miguel and Miguel no selling it. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> he's trying to no sell Peter too. That's why he's like, ah. <laughs> Peter's um, go ahead, introduction. Brother. I was gonna say Peter's introduction was pretty cool too. Just, yeah, it was. Um, in the middle like to break that tension like yeah. that because uh, i was like oh this is getting intense and uh, you got spider-man 2099 making his slow motion also 90s entrance <laughs> right like they just the the platform is lowering in slow motion and he's looking at his back and he's like how long does this take he's like, he, he, it's long i know just just wait for it <laughs> just just go with it just let him do it that's why i thought that was funny um he explains that uh, by Miles saving Captain Singh, he actually threatened that universe. Um, O'Hara explains how each Spider-Man story contains canon events, such as the death of a police captain, and straying from those events threatens the fabric of the multiverse. And then we find out that he did a full kingpin. Or he he, he did what Wanda should have done. Yeah. Which, or, 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 third option, they're also helping <laughs> clean up because oh, we because we had kept saying that's what Wanda should have done, but maybe yeah. this movie's explaining now why Wanda couldn't have done that. Yeah, sure, Adams would have been fucked or something. Yeah, yeah. God, look at these guys. Look at look them at cleaning this. up other messes. Look at this. Look at <laughs> like, like the Paul Rudd meme. <laughs> Who would have thought? Sony and Marvel working together to clean up their plot holes. Oh boy. This is um, where we get the awesome web of destiny. Yes, yes. Um, the branching timelines, yeah. Uh, and you before they become like the web of destiny, or before before they are shown to be like a web connecting everybody, they're shown. It's shown as a sacred timeline. Yes, it is. It's the MCU again, uh, Bra- branching out in a, in a, again, yeah. like in an almost unmistakable way like there's no i can't i, I yeah. there's no benefit of the doubt that this wasn't <laughs> yeah what exactly what it was same colors same everything animation everything about it yeah same animation it might as well have been lifted right from low-key yeah <laughs> like uh we are doing something cool here i think uh, <laughs> i'm i'm looking forward to it so oh um miguel o'hara his family died so he went to another earth where he died so he could replace his himself but in doing so he doomed that universe um so now he's a dimension cop they didn't explain what peter was doing in the dimension where miguel erased all the other spider people and when he brings him up he's kind of like curt with it like very short and very you know yeah like like i don't want to talk past what everyone just saw (laughs) yeah yeah so i thought i thought they were i first i thought they implying that that was peter's universe that he erased by accident i was like but but he goes home like they show him home with the baby he puts the baby in the crib and he talks to mary jane and everything so i don't know what the implication was there like he was just helping out like how do you get to that universe then like what was going on there another thing that didn't get explained how how long has the spider society been a thing yeah 
And I um, thought Miguel started it. And Miguel, you're gonna, you know, that's the post credit we got from Into the Spider Verse, right? Was Miguel yeah. being clued into what happened with the Collider and stuff? Um, so when they they talk about these branching timelines, like you said, the Web of Destiny connecting all the Spider totems, etc. and so forth. They talk about these um, canon events, the events that have to happen, and seemingly they all deal with tragedy. Um, so uh, the death of a, uh, I get. Are they saying that the death of a police captain is across all Spider-Men? Like, always, yeah. ever? Is that what they're yeah. establishing right here, right now? Yeah. Like, no matter yeah. what, in every it, single it, one. And that was an accident, right? Because I guess yeah. they would have went Uncle Ben straight up, but they go like, oh, well, not this one and not that one. But No, like, well, I mean, Bobby Uncle Brown's Ben is... Is, uh, is, uh, is, is Hobby going to lose one, you know? Like, because they did, they, they did the Uncle Ben. They showed the Uncle Ben first. Like, they were yeah. like, everyone loses an Uncle Ben. But you also lose a police captain, and you also lose a Gwen Stacy. Yeah, yeah like the, these things will always happen to you. So the police captain is just one of them. Like these Spider Men will always have multiple similar tragedies. How did you feel about seeing the live action portrayals? Nah, that was cool. It was almost like it, it was. If it didn't happen, it would have been glaringly obvious. It would have felt like a hole. Like if you didn't show, if you didn't at least repurpose some of that old footage, yeah. I I love that they showed the Amazing Spider-Man, um, Gwen Stacy's dad thing, because that's that was my first introduction to that storyline of his father dying. I didn't know anything about her father. I know Gwen's story, you know. Yeah, I didn't know anything about the George Stacy of it all. So when um that happened there, um and seeing how adversarial they were prior, uh, it's a cool little arc, and. For them to explain it and then go back to the one that I knew, I was like, "Oh, yeah, yep, that's it. Yep, it does. It happens. See, that's why it happened there because <laughs> it happens in every universe." Um, and then you do the same thing with Uncle Ben, but I think they also did spectacular Spider-Man as well, right? Oh man, yeah, they did. That was awesome. Uh, that was really cool. And then they even went further with spectacular, which was a gift to me. But, yeah. Um, I loved that they pretty much established like the, the origin point for the canon is the book. Like it is that yeah. first issue. Like that's the canon. Yeah. It comes from there. If it happened here, it will happen everywhere else. Like I yeah. was like, that's very fucking cool. We just pulled panels from Super the meta. actual <laughs> issues that they fucking happened in. The coolest yeah. shit. I love shit like that. That's that's what I want out of a multiverse film. That. Not only that, it's going to trick people in using comic book vernacular. Yeah. For, for, yeah. for stuff like, that they don't even realize. They're just going to use that word now. Like, yeah. Canon. Nah, yeah. yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. You're damn right it is. <laughs> We're all canon. So the, he, here's my slam dunk. Um, I'm looking at all these branching timelines. I'm looking at all these uh, canon events, right? And so, like you said, there's, there's a bunch of like Uncle Ben's dying across the multiverse, and the same thing with the Captain Stacy's. There's one web with a bunch of images of different spider people venomized. Is there? Yes, I what? I saw it. I just saw it today, and so, but the one I, I saw that. the the one I could <laughs> recognize the most, the one I could recognize the most is Gwen, because of the the hoodie, yeah, the, the thing, and so. Combine what you just said earlier in this episode, would you consider 
the venom of it all, a canon event? Uh, I think if the idea is that it happens in the comics first and it has to happen everywhere else, then yes. But then I think about how they reversed that. They went back on the Venom real thing. Like after Miles, like that was the gift that Miles was given by um, Molecule Man. Oh, yes, yes, yes. The yes, yes, Secret yes, yes, yes. War. For giving him the cheeseburger and, ma- yes, and yes, making yes. him feel better. That was in his pocket for like a week or for, whatever. For like eight months or something. Oh, yeah. yeah. And um, his gift was that he was giving his mom back. Yeah. And then, um, you know, the other things happened. But I think that uh, just because they had already kind of teased that if you mess up the canon event, the universe will get destroyed i think if he stops his father from dying he will have to lose his mother in return uh that's kind of what i think would have to happen but uh we'll see i guess i agree (laughs) and i also think knowing how this stuff kind of works the symbiote suit is a bit out of sight out of mind they've already done so much good without it that all you have to do is even slightly hint to it somewhere, right? And there and, was, and, I didn't and even that's know. it. And that's I it. I didn't know that was in there. You have to send me that image. I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm, 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 I'm gonna grab it. I'm gonna grab it up because I have the the other version. That's <laughs> what I'll say. I have a version that's portable, and um, I will, I will snap that up for you. But I remember seeing that and think, and like my first reaction was a bit of a groan. Because I don't think Venom Verse is a great book, but no, it, it doesn't really. But, but it doesn't really matter if no, they can just they do it because they didn't really do Spider Verse. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say they didn't really do Spider Verse at all. Yeah, <laughs> um, but man, ugh, Sony with Venom Verse, like, just <laughs> yeah, is that beyond Spider Verse? Venom Verse hey, is Venom Verse beyond the Spider Verse? I don't think that's the way I was. Venom Morbius, Venom Craven. Are you ready? All the things Sony owns. (laughs) Venom Madam Web. You can kill me now, actually, (laughs) if you want. (laughs) Oh no! I'm glad we set the bar low. That's the bar right now. That's the bar. This could have been the greatest superhero trilogy of all time. (laughs) And then the Venomverse happened. And then it pulled a Mr. Glass. (laughs) (laughs) um so miles realizes that his father's death is a canon event and that he needs to go back if he intends to save him miguel says he can't let him do that and he traps him in a force field using advice hobie gave him earlier in the film miles uses his venom touch to break out and the chase is on as miguel (laughs) puts an apb out to stop him at all costs Breaking out of the thing made Hobie so happy. <laughs> yeah, it did, and then he quit. <laughs> yeah, he was like, "Oh yeah, breaking out of the establishment." Yeah, <laughs> oh, God, this guy's. Like, uh, by the way, I quit, and then he I just quit. bounces, and then he just bounces. <laughs> so cool, and again, like, um, he he really did tell him. He's like, next time, just don't use your fingertips; use your whole hands. So when uh, he did, uh, when he was able to use that here, it was pretty funny. I already knew when he got trapped and he looked at Hobie. I was like, oh, yeah, remember he said use your whole hands. And uh, he busted right out. It must have just been so metal, right? He was like, yeah. 
It's like, oh, that's sick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so this is a beautiful, another beautiful uh, action sequence of all the spiders chasing um, Peter. Uh, they they chase him all through Nueva York and eventually like on this vertical train, uh, which was a kind of cool design. Um, but 2099 eventually manages to pin him down. And he tells Miles the ultimate, quote unquote, <laughs> truth. Uh, he claims that Miles was never supposed to become Spider-Man. As the spider that bit him came from another universe, making Miles the original anomaly. And it left that world with no spider to defend it. Miles is the reason every everything has gone wrong and why the spot is threatening to destroy the multiverse as we know it. Miguel's hatred is clear, but Miles uses the Venom touch to uh, zap Miguel's tech suit. Kind of a little bit of a variation of the shoulder touch. Um, and escapes back to the Spider Society headquarters. So, 2099 is just an absolute animal in this scene. He's a racist. Is what he is. Is. He's a racist. <laughs> I don't know. I, mean, no, I don't know if he knows, but <laughs> he is a fact. Are you, trying to say, are you trying to say he was telling Miles he's three-fifths of a Spider-Man? <laughs> he, was like, he was like, you know what? 13%. We got yeah, that was like, that was Stop it! <laughs> Absolutely ridiculous. Uh, no, I thought there was a lot going on because there was the there was a lot of uh, it, it, this was the moment where you find out like even the spider people that he thought he could trust the most knew about his situation they knew because he'd been wondering like the whole movie like man why wouldn't they come to see me like but he i guess he had come to terms with the fact that they couldn't they can't right they can't yeah we can't travel multiverse he finds out they got these watches yeah he's like why wouldn't they come see me like this is fucked up and it turns out yeah we knew there was something wrong with you fuck you fuck every one of you spider people i'm sick of you uh I love the way he framed it afterwards. Like I love the way he looked at this situation. Like I didn't, you know, I beat him all. I was yeah. Like, yeah, but that also kind of worried worries me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's the, I don't think that's the the way you handle all situations. But certainly that one. He was uh, like, well, I did it. <laughs> <laughs> They're all dead. <laughs> there ain't a Peter Parker in the multiverse that can touch me. You understand? Uh, I, there was a yeah. little bit of Walter White in that. Yeah. I won. <laughs> 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 there, was, there, was, there, was a, there was a little bit of that. I thing. enjoyed it, <laughs> <laughs> and I was good at it. <laughs> um, so, um, no, yeah, that that betrayal is is rough. Oh uh, man! Peter B. Before Gwen, we move on, right? there's that scene where he's swinging away, and Gwen catches him to like help him, and or but but even us as the viewer, we don't even know like, are you catching him to help him, or are you catching him to give him to Miguel? And he snaps it with the quickness, like, <laughs> yeah, I don't need your help. <laughs> I don't need any of you. Right. It was the coolest fucking moment. Like that was. That was like like 20 minutes of the rise scene to me. Like there's the yeah. scene where he does the rise at the end of Into the Spider-Verse, and it's like one of my favorite scenes in all of cinema. Yeah. But then there's this moment where it's like his real coming of age. Like this is his real Spider-Man moment. Like Miles is a Spider-Man. 
and another mm-hmm. and, and, and another um i guess human moment right like if you if you use this as uh, a learning lesson it's very, this is all like very high school right like you go to high school you see a group of people you think you want to be down with you know uh you meet these people either they're good or they're bad maybe they have their best your best interests at heart maybe they fucking don't and um eventually you're gonna have to stand on your own morals you're gonna have to stand on your own values you're gonna have to be your own person regardless of who you look up to regardless of who because all those people have the potential to kind of disappoint you because everyone's valuable everyone's human so the girl you like is going to disappoint you one day and the mentor you have is going to disappoint you one day and you're going to have to make sense of this world they can lead you up to a point but eventually you're going to have to make sense of all this and miles when he tells rio what he's saying earlier on is because in this moment he's defending that little boy right Oh, I'm sorry. I missed. I missed. I missed half of what you said. I had. I was trying to silence my cat. I muted my. Oh no, wife. you're good. <laughs> I gave a bell. My wife put a bell on the cat so that we can hear it. Right. Uh, but now, when it comes into the room while I'm recording a podcast, and it decides it wants <laughs> to scratch itself, now it sounds right. like Christmas. So yeah. I had to mute the mic, and I was trying to stop him, and I was trying to get him while you were talking about something I thought I had to grasp on. But then when I came back, I was like, crap. <laughs> we we didn't we didn't get to see we did get to see Spider Cat in this. I don't uh, know if it was did. the same Spider I Cat. It, I don't know if it was the same uh Bodega Cat. I gotta double check. I think he's at least related. There you go. At the very least. Um <laughs> Yeah, I just I really like the the many different facets of how they are approaching the miles story because like i said again i do think a lot of what he's going through right now is a metaphor of what you go through when you're younger the the, the people you choose to be around and the uh you know having to come up with this identity for yourself um and i guess what i was saying is that to rio you know like she said she she raised this young innocent child that she always had to protect um and so in a way miles never really had to worry about defending himself in the real ways that matter like food shelter even emotionally because that rio is going to provide but if he's going to leave the nest rio's trusting him to take care of himself take care of that little boy that she loves um and him standing up to all this spider people is an example of that. Oh yeah, you know, Rio would have stood up in this moment to say, you know, because she one of the things she says is don't ever stop loving yourself. And I feel like after that Miguel pep talk, you're kind of meant to hate yourself. <laughs> you're the anomaly. You think that not meant to be X, Y, and Z. You know, and I mean, uh, hell, we got enough haters, right? But this is also Pride Month, right? And so, like, the anomaly, <laughs> the thing that's not supposed to be, uh, you know, you're not one of us. Uh, I, I think it's all there. Um, but the final, I think, piece of meta commentary is immediately I saw this as a reflection of the initial response to Miles Morales and his success yeah. 
in um, both Marvel Comics and then I guess everything else after the fact. There's still people upset that he exists. And they chalk it up to randomness. You know, they chalk it up to woke agenda, et cetera, and so forth. He's a 2D character to them. He's what that teacher tried to, the story he, she tried to write about him. The struggling <laughs> immigrants, uh, you know, the, the the story that sounds good on, on on paper, where he is an actual super cool three-dimensional character. But as somebody who was around for his debut, talk to, uh, I guess, that point. So I, not only was I around for his debut, I was actually working for Marvel's subscription service about a year later. And oh, wow. People uh, would call in and... I don't know, maybe late grandparents who ordered subscriptions for their kids. And there's a lot of Southerners and a lot of people in rural rural areas that did not have access to, uh, I guess, the same resources that we did. They don't know nothing about what's going on in, in, in comics. They just ordered these books for their grandkids or whatever. And then they find out, why is Spider-Man black? What's going on? And they would get mad. How dare you? mad at us we would get emails and we would get phone calls and they're calling the entirely wrong department we just handle subscriptions okay we'll get right on it yeah give me a second i'll fix him <laughs> i'll turn the i'll turn the tuner up <laughs> my bad <laughs> oh it's, it was just the brightness okay yeah yeah, yeah no, we're good now. it's your tv <laughs> <laughs> you have motion smoothing on uh no um so it was a it wasn't it 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 wasn't received well by close-minded people uh there are others that thought it was just gonna be a um a cash grab situation but in the ultimate universe at the time there was this rule if you died in the ultimate universe you didn't come back so it wasn't like people thought well that's not gonna last long it was like oh wow um, they really did that. So yeah. there was a lot of that. Uh, One of the things I, I always try to point out to people who I, I can't um, overstate the amount of people who know Miles from Into the Spider-Verse now. Yeah. Um, and you'll be surprised to know that majority of those people, because I, I, like after I speak to them, um, didn't know that he existed in a completely different universe for a very long time. Um, and I look at that as a kind of like foot in, in out of the door kind of situation. Like killing Peter Parker is huge, right? We killed Superman, you know, and so a lot of armbands. It, this, these things happen in comics. Um, there had been rumblings even in the 90s, right, to shake things up, and Ben Riley was going to be the OG Spider-Man, and Peter was going to be allowed to go and, you know, have his family, et cetera, and so forth. But during the creation of Miles, they don't just make him prime Spider-Man in the universe 616. He's almost an experiment in the Ultimate Universe, as was the majority of the Ultimate Universe. And um, that... I almost imagine that the hatred would have been tenfold if it would have been mainline Spidey. I don't think a lot of the thing about that is that I don't think a lot of people knew the difference. 
They were just ordering the Spider-Man book, huh? They were just mad. No, but I mean, even beyond the people that were calling uh, specifically, there was a yeah. lot of backlash out in the real world. <laughs> you know, in the regular yeah. world. Uh, they're killing Spider-Man. How dare they? Um, it wasn't, it wasn't, and then it was like, oh, and the new one is a black kid. Oh my God. Like these people are, are incensed. They are, they're beyond themselves over this. Yeah. Um, but I mean, what does it really matter? I always say to my, like, what does it really matter? These people were not buying books anyway. You know, like, like a lot of the people get mad. Don't. Hey, any of the bills here. Right. <laughs> it's like, uh, what does it matter? And ultimately, like the people who do matter in comics, look, look at what happened. Miles Morales ended up going on to be one of the most successful uh, new comic book characters in history, right? In recent history, for sure. How many, yeah. like, I don't, people who don't read comic books may not know this, but it's a lot like wrestling. If you watch that, where it's like you introduce a lot of new characters with a lot of high hopes, and yeah, very rarely do they ever become what you want them to become. There are so many. There's a graveyard of brand new characters who got introduced in a run, and you're like, who wow, are supposed to be the next big thing, yeah. man? <laughs> and they were even maybe written once well very well once yeah. you're like wow that could have been a thing and you're like well what happened nobody came back for her. uh like there's so many characters and miles was not one of them you know who else wasn't kamala khan i was that's thinking the same thing bro that's why everything you were just saying right now i was just thinking of kamala the same way and i'm like it's- Gosh, if I'm you know glad. what's going on currently with Kamala, <laughs> I'm glad that they met. I'm glad that Miles and Kamala met in canon because they are so similar and that they are the newest, the the most successful new characters in the last like 20 years. Like who, are, these who were hated don't... by existing, well, who had uh, yeah. some fan base hating them for existing, yet another one made them like some of the highest selling yeah. books or critically acclaimed and all this other kind of stuff, which makes you know? them stand just the time. You know who you know who's the one character in comics recently who didn't have to go through that period of hatred? Yeah. Uh John Kent. Like he came oh, he yeah. was born and the world welcomed him with open arms. Like he's so cute. He's yeah. So- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is I wonder it, why though. Right? I was gonna say, is it because of the color of his eyes or you know, yeah, like, you know? maybe I don't know. Because Wallace, <laughs> you know. They didn't, <laughs> like, they didn't like Damien either, but uh, yeah, he was like yeah. Asian, yeah, Arabic <laughs> so, at the very least. Uh, so uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's 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 almost hurt me hearing um Miguel say these things to Miles because again, I know how people felt, and but then it also inspired me when Miles was able to fight back because I do think that the ip has fought back um you know and and um kind of showed what its staying power is and that and in another very 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 meta way it doesn't need it really doesn't need any of the other spider people (laughs) no No, (laughs) you know he can do it all by himself um so he uses his invisibility to go hack the go home machine am i getting that right that's what they called it the go okay. home machine and instantly i thought like there's a lot of uh there's a lot of use for that in the world of pro wrestling i will put that in my back pocket 
<laughs> the go hey we're gonna send him to the go home machine um the go home machine this is going <laughs> way too long <laughs> uh they they i felt like they had another name for it as well the same way that, that like miles coined spider-verse right and he called it he said spider-verse and then he miguel calls it the spider-verse but in science words yeah and he's like yeah. the arachno something universe and it's like yeah that was just as stupid but i feel <laughs> like sorry. i feel like past like the hydrogen collider stuff um that's kind of the another running joke right it's simplifying all the sciencey stuff because you had the goober uh yeah. <laughs> in the first episode so i mean uh the first installment of this so i found that kind of funny. i don't it's know like, i don't think the go home machine had another name because it was named it was made by spider bite and she it looks like a quirky type like a, like one of the peters you know just like one of the park it's just like one of the other spiders i think she she might have really named it the go home machine i wonder if she can travel dimensions without wigging out i do because it's because she's the avatar right it would uh, just be she, the avatar yeah, going she's around just like a digital avatar she's actually back home right uh, chilling she says eating cheetos i love that she can multiply which makes sense <laughs> Because if she's an avatar computer program, uh, you know, she should be able to do that. I thought that was a pretty cool addition. Um, so for follow, uh, for allowing him to escape, Gwen is kicked out of the spider society and sent home. What do you think about Gwen being dressed down and kicked out? It was a, it was a, it was an obvious part of the arc. You know, it was coming. Uh, I thought it was more interesting that they, they kind of gave away, like they immediately told you where Miles yeah. was going. Like, they they did, but it doesn't. Your mind doesn't go there. Like so, I kind of figured it out early on, and I again say figured it out in the most embarrassing sense because of what you just oh, no. said, that it was literally there, right? Oh, uh, I I saw it so immediately. I was like, oh yeah, that makes so much sense. <laughs> um, and then, um. Like I said, like it, it was so it was so there. But there was people that didn't get it until like it's outwardly said. Yeah. In the in my yeah. theater. That's wild. Um, so I got it <laughs> in the middle I got it in the middle of that where I was like, oh it, it just made sense to me story wise. Not not um not uh because a lot of people were asking weird questions. And you know, and that that was a, like that would have been a very flash episode ending, you know. And he comes back somewhere, and he's like, "All right, so where's Joe? Who's Joe? You know?" <laughs> it's like, what? What? And then fucking, and then the episode ends. Like that would have been a very not in a bad way. Like that just that's how they used to do time travel and multiverse uh, stuff, uh, cliffhangers. Um, but. Yeah, they literally spelled it out for you right there, right there uh, initially by showing you that they're using the spider DNA or whatever the spider, I guess, totem, wherever signal. Uh, the fact that this spider's from Universe 42 to transport him to Universe 42, uh, even though he's from Universe 1610. Um, with That's a Gwen, long way from home. That is a long way from home. Uh, with Gwen back on her Earth, she goes back home and is confronted by her father, who says he quit the force and misses his yeah. daughter. What do you think of the scene? Quit. He says he quit during her speech, so I think. Yeah, he, so he's still, he's still yeah. effectively the. <laughs> he was like, "Oh, uh, 
you should probably go officially quit before you die. I was about to say he's going to get hit by a car on the way to resign. You ain't getting away from this, buddy. <laughs> what do you think about this? Uh, these two family members coming back together? It was a great scene, I thought. Um, one, because I really wanted to uh, get past the asshole father thing. I was like, God, I don't think this needs to be uh, longer than it needs to be. Like, <laughs> yeah. But, um, but um, now I was glad to see it in the way it did because it was like, Gwen did run away from her situation unsolved. Yeah. And you can't just do that, you know. Uh you should be you should confront your, your, your like I maybe not immediately. Sometimes you need to take 24 hours. I learned that in therapy. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you can't address a situation immediately because everyone is so intense about it. So, and yeah. I mean, even Gwen's father doing the uh reading the Miranda rights you know, to his yeah. own kid. It's just a situation that just happens out of intense pressure. Everyone uh, at the height of their emotions. Yeah. You just act on instinct and you're not really thinking. So it was yeah. good that they got time away from each other and I thought that was great. That as soon as they came back together, everyone came to their senses. It wasn't like drawn out like, I'm going to shoot my daughter now. Like It was a very human thing. Like, okay, we had time apart. We came back together. Everybody came back to their senses. I love you. You love me. Uh, I'll be back. <laughs> you know? And she also, she also now had life experience that she could speak to him in his language yeah. about having the responsibility and doing the right thing and and all that stuff. From having just gone through what she went through, um, he was able to be convinced in the speech and then uh, retire. But this is also one of those scenes where, as they talk, you know, they're they're, they're very rarely sharing a frame. You know, they're showing one of them talking, the other one talking. The colors are changing and the backgrounds are changing. It's really, really beautiful stuff. Um, and I just really like how all this came together because ultimately, like we were talking about, there's a lot of Gwen in this. There's a lot of Gwen growth in this. And they were talking about Sony's also considering a Spider-Woman spinoff. Uh, and I think that if it's off of this Gwen, they're building a, a pretty strong character. I'm pretty sure it is. I think it is. I know a lot of people were confused about that, but they had said like animated Spider Woman spit off, and I was like, yeah. "Well, that's Gwen." That's but that the, the only thing I the only that's why I, only question I had in regards was have they ever called her Spider Woman, and now we have it in this. Yeah. So yes, it's a hundred percent. They I will say they called her that in, into the Spider Verse too. I watched it again. Oh, they did. They did. Yes, they did. She says what I, I was that word one and only Spider Woman or whatever. Yep. Yep. That was her line because they all do the let's do this one last time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And she was like, and I was the only Spider Woman. Yeah. I was like, Yeah, because I don't think they I ever even to... say Spider Gwen on in that no, film. That's that's never been her name. That's right, always right. the name of her books. That's always right. the name of her merchandise. But that's like never that's never been used in the universe. Right. She's been so, Spider Woman. Yeah. That's, that's so crazy. I do like that there's a whole new generation that's only going to know Gwen Stacy like this. Like, I watched the movie with my daughter. Okay? Yeah. Like, she's going to know Gwen Stacy, and she's going to know only a spider Gwen. Oh, so, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, like, it's more multiverse-wise. Like, they, they're only going to know her as this as this hero. She's only going to know <laughs> Spider-Gwen, and then you watch something else, and you're like, oh, hey, Gwen. 
I forget again. Again, I forget about that there because of the her prominence. Sometimes I forget about the most popular <laughs> interpretation yeah, oh no. of the character. Sure. Most <laughs> times you go off a bridge. <laughs> yeah, that uh, is that's it's really cool. It's very like, cool. And then uh, people, yeah, because people are gonna be like, and that's it. They're just it's like the, the it's, well, she it's got cloned like, a couple times, and it, we don't want to talk about it. <laughs> It's not being said out loud, but like it's a very nice redemption for the biggest fridging in the history of comic books, you know. Yeah. And I don't believe that they that I don't believe that well because I call it fridging. That doesn't mean that I think it shouldn't have happened. Okay, right. I believe that that was an important part of the chapter. Spider Man, like she wasn't created to be Gwen Stacy, the comic book character. Okay, like she yeah. was created to be emotionally attached to so that she can die so that the character can go through character development that's just the way these stories work i'm sorry if that offends some people uh but then there are times where fridging is like very obvious and you have a character who's like prominent and you're like why did you just use this important character that was created for other reasons by people with full of hopes and dreams and love Right. <laughs> like, yeah. And you do this thing and you just use them for someone else's development. Like yeah. that's different. And it's a whole different situation, I believe. I I that's why I say like in a, in a Spider-Man books, they've been primarily white, right? And then they yeah. happen to introduce one of the coolest and diverse characters in Miles. And then, you know, there's a, there was, besides like Felicia, there's been like a lot of damsels in distress. And one could argue that, uh, some of them might have been underwritten or been plot devices. And now we have Spider Gwen, who is rising in prominence as far as being a Marvel heroine. Um, so yeah, they are making good on a lot of this stuff. You can, and it's when you were talking about, uh, like bringing into wrestling and the, the amount of characters that go by the wayside. We probably get like I think the X Men probably has the most success of probably keeping some of those characters afloat. Some of them, but yeah, I think so. I, I feel like you you introduce a supporting character in X Men, and other people will play with him and yeah. they will keep him alive. I think it's mostly because uh, X Men is like always like a team thing. Yeah, like a giant team thing. It's always fun to have people there, and sometimes mostly kill them off later. Yeah, <laughs> like cannon fodder now. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh my god! Wait till they introduce that. Oh, <laughs> Is that how they're gonna stop the spot throwing cannon fodder at him until <laughs> 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 he explodes? He just absorbs too much cannon fodder. Oh no! They retconned <laughs> me. <laughs> oh my gosh! Um, yeah, I. I really dig that other uh, element with the spot in this that he kind of does become terrifying, you know. I saw some imagery of this in a picture that was going around, um, but was surprised at how kind of scary he looked. Uh, it looked so freaking cool, like just because of the nature of the way this movie is. You knew that it was gonna be some wild looking shit. Like when yeah. they cut back to him and he's black, but he's got the color lines flying yeah. out of him, and oh man, I love this movie. <laughs> yeah, it's, like I said again, visually gorgeous, especially like whenever any of those portals open and they get you just get hit 
they're getting hit with waves that change their animation or you know make uh make parts of their body glow or all kinds of stuff it's absolutely beautiful um so gwen goes to uh back to her earth oh yeah like i said she talks to her father her father gives her a box that hobie left for her which has a makeshift dimensional no, say, yeah because she's locked on that i figured feel like we didn't mention she she's locked out yeah yeah <laughs> which i mean they didn't kick her out of the spider society so i Picked thought that was implied. out <laughs> yeah I thought, that, I thought that was implied that she would not be able to jump around but hobie makes his uh makes her a watch which calls back to <laughs> when um he was kind of getting at miles for why he wants to join the spider society in the first place because <laughs> he's kind of telling miles like there's no point in joining even though yeah. he's in yeah and Miles, like, what are you talking about <laughs> like oh anti-establishment you're on the team so he's giving miles shit about like why do you want to join him i was like I, w- I want one of those watches he goes well, why don't you just make your own and then yep. i guess like you said he's so motivated by miles <laughs> fighting against the system in the first three hours <laughs> of being in the system <laughs> that he's like yeah you know what screw that uh he uh miles almost out punk rocked spider punk <laughs> right he had to do I, something I, more I, punk rock which was create his own <laughs> project bootleg he called yeah. it <laughs> i love that the portals that come from his creation have the punk rock newspaper uh paper yeah. mache uh look to them like it's um, not the, almost a ransom as... note the ransom the old yeah, ransom yeah, note yeah. kind of stuff yeah i love it i love it it's so awesome yeah that movie's incredible <laughs> <laughs> super super cool um uh so she uses it to go to miles's earth but he's not there um even though he was sent away in the go home machine um it was crazy to what, me did, they, they all went to miles's universe right uh miguel yeah um, they all went to 616 okay uh, I just thought it was funny as hell because they did it like a twist reveal, like, and I'm like, but you told us already, like they, yeah. they told I, us. No, I, I, I even 42. felt, I even felt like the identity reveal, which we're gonna even keep as a reveal for this, even in the spoiler section, um, it felt like a reveal, and I was like, but all the math is it. They already kind of told you what the situation was. They kind of told you what the situation was when Miguel was yelling at him, you know, uh, but. Instead, we catch up with Miles, who's having a touching conversation with his mother and confesses that he's Spider-Man. Would, here's a question before you move further from that. Would you have noticed that your mother had different color eyes? I don't know if I would have noticed. My depends how depends how had, different, right? My like, mother naturally has green eyes. If okay. I if I walk up to her and she's got brown eyes, I'm gonna ask like, "Why are you wearing contacts?" Contacts. Like, yeah. What's going on? Uh, so you caught I, you caught the color of the eyes instantly. It, I didn't catch it at all. I caught it okay. afterwards. But I'm okay, saying okay. If you walk into oh, your mother, like your right, mom. If it's your mother, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I I mean I think because my mom's eyes are green, I would have noticed. But like <laughs> his is was in reverse, right? Because his right. mother's eyes are brown and she had green. Yeah. In the Earth Forty Two. Like yeah. I feel like that's a that's like, a it's big... easier for us to miss that, but if you're lived with this person for fifteen you know, years of your life, life, you're like, hmm. Yeah. Why why are you wearing contacts? What's going on? You know, like 
And it is a kind of, it, it is kind of a shame. I, I didn't, I didn't, because people were laughing because she, he says that he's Spider-Man and she says that she doesn't know who that is. Right. And people started to laugh in my theater because I think that the first layer of deceits in this is that they're doing a, like a boomer joke. Of I don't know who Spider Man is. You get me? Yeah, yeah, people, yeah. People laughed in my theater because they're like, "Oh, like TikTok, like you know, like you know, I'm Spider Man. Like, oh, who's Spider Man?" But that's not what they're saying at all. <laughs> Which is why then it's, I started to get confused because I'm like, "Is that?" Because that's kind of a lame joke, in my opinion. I feel like Rio's kind of smart, and I feel like she's had conversations with uh, Jefferson about Spider Man. So the fact that she's talking about Again, you know, uh, the Spider-Man thing, it just adds to that. What I know, which is that they're not in the right universe. Another reason I love this was because of what I mentioned earlier, where um, this is, for all intents and purposes, half of a story, right? But you yeah. still got completed character arcs as right. with Miles, especially, because Miles' whole thing was that he was trying to figure out who he was. So he went through this whole thing and now he's been told who he was. And not only like did he reject that, he's like accepted that that's not who he is. Like I I think I figured out who I am and it's not what they're saying it is, you know? And yeah, I think I'm ready to tell my mom who I am and I am going to go through this. And he does do it and he does go through the arc and he does give this speech and it does happen. It's yeah. just like, Oh shit! We're setting up another part of the story. Right. <laughs> like, oh, right. like, oh shit! That's a very cool way to deal with that whole situation. Like, I thought that was really good. That was I, really good because... I, I, I also think it's a reflection of how you how you actually grow socially. You know, you kind of get into groups and you kind of just do what everyone right what everyone's doing. <laughs> Just, you know, and you do whatever, you do whatever role you're given kind of stuff uh, until you grow and start really listening to yourself and choosing, like, you, like I was saying before, picking and choosing who you want to be around and who helps you and who's for you and beneficially and uh, so forth. So kids are learning some good lessons in this. I was also worried like a couple of times, maybe three times leading up to this moment, like where I was like, is this movie about to end? Like, oh yeah. my god, like is yeah. this about to end? Like the music was playing to a point where I was like, it could say to be continued at any moment now, and yes. I would be pissed and not in a good way. Like this needs a little bit more. Like it better not be over now. Yeah, because another thing is that they establish is that Jefferson has two days to live. There's two days before he's supposed to pass away. So there's a ticking clock. Um so when they both got sent into the go home machine, I thought that that's where the film was going to end with the idea being the next film. We have two, two days to stop this. Um, and with all these other spider people trying to stop us. Uh, so yeah, I thought it could end there. And then I thought the end here was going to be the reveal that it was on another earth, which would have gotten me upset because I kind of felt like it was already shown. <laughs> That that's what it was. So if that's how it was, it was going to be the ending, I was like, eh. Um, but um, we find out 
that because he was bit by the spider from Earth-42, the go-home machine sends him to Earth-42, the Earth without a Spider-Man. He meets the Uncle Aaron from that Earth, and they hug, and he learns that his father was killed on that Earth. I was uh, worried he, Uncle Aaron was banging his mom. I was, like, I was worried about that, too. And they share a look mm-hmm. after he looks at this, like, thing. Looks at this um, uh, mural, mural of his father. They share a look, and I thought it was like, was he implying he killed him? Was that was that what that was? <laughs> I I don't I hope not, but I mean okay. I guess the idea is they're twisted. It could yeah be. yeah yeah yeah. So I don't know if he was looking at him because he was like, yeah, I killed his ass. Um, but I guess where Rio was kind of confused, Uncle Aaron instantly knows that this kid is not. Yeah. Uh, who he his hair is wrong, everything hair is, is wrong. wrong. Um, so uh, later he's knocked out and he wakes up restrained. This is another, this is another weird, like weirdly, like obvious and then strangely deceptive scene for me. Because what did I just say happened? He went upstairs with Uncle Aaron, he looked at this thing, and then he got he turned away from Uncle Aaron and he got hit. Knocked out. Seemingly, from what I saw, I thought it was the prowler. Yeah. So, it was. so then, um, we when we when we go back to over there, there's like this weird like deception of Uncle Aaron acting like he's the prowler. To then for them to be like, oh, I'm not the prowler. And I'm like, yeah, he, we we did that we did that upstairs like we saw that you're not the prowler that's yeah somebody else was the prowler because somebody else hit him so i thought that was kind of strange but um it ends up being revealed and i i also felt like that was kind of telegraphed that it's that earth miles morales uh it is implied and i think almost even shown at one point that had whatever happened to that spider not happened where he ends up on earth 1610 that that spider would have bit earth 42's miles and he would have became spider-man but because he didn't he became the prowler uh so yeah and he has brains i do wonder i don't know i wonder if because it would have had to buy the by peter first right The, the whole peter parker thing still has to happen you figure Oh, uh, the death of Peter? Yeah. Uh, uh, you figure he has to beat Spider-Man first before Miles becomes Spider-Man. So I was like, I don't know if he took Peter's Spider or Miles. Well, the, well that's another... Uh, that's another like part that I guess isn't 100% clear because although... Okay, wait a minute. So I the... the the anomaly on the ma in ma in sixteen ten is also that they have two Spider Men possibly. The anomaly is that they can't have two Spider Men. So Peter Parker dies immediately after Miles is bit. It just takes a couple of hours. Yeah, Peter Parker but, dies. I mean, the universe corrects itself. But I guess you know I guess what I mean in the other universe is you don't necessarily have to have one die. It just would be what it, it is. Just, the spider just shows up, bites you, and you become Spider Man. So on Earth forty two, sans any Peter Parker, there would have been the reason why I say this is because if there was a Peter Parker, 
or if that's the constant, then Rio would have understood Miles when he said that I'm yeah. Spider-Man. Yeah. There there's never, no Peter. there's never been a Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, which that's an also, also yeah. an interesting thing. Earth 42 is the earth where Marvel would have, like Marvel would have made him mainline Spidey straight up, <laughs> but, uh, he got, they, 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 uh, they transported that storyline to the ultimate universe and, um, yeah, got an incursion because of it. <laughs> that's what Secret Wars was. <laughs> it's all meta, bro. It's all right here on the page. So. Um, Gwen still on Miles' Earth goes to try to explain the events to his parents. I love that they were just like trashing her, um, while she's like in the room. And I also love how his dad's like, he never liked Genki. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that stuff had me, uh, cracking up. Um, speaking of which, I'm, oh, we already did that. Da, 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 da. When Miles, is asked to be released so he can save his father. The prodder makes it clear that that isn't what's on the menu. Also, Gwen uses her Hobie device to recruit a team to save Miles because she also knows that Miles is not in his universe. And that team is going to consist of Peter B. Parker, Spider-Man India, uh, spy. What's that robot one called? Spider. SPDR. Uh, something I like think that. I just call it Penny. Penny. Penny Parker. Um. Hobie. Hobie. Yeah. Am I missing somebody? Yeah, Spider Man Noir. Yeah, Spider Man Noir. Yes, 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 yes. Because I popped yeah. when I saw his. And Spider Ham. Spider Ham was there. Yes, he was. The whole okay. gang. The whole the gang, entire, the, the entire, old gang, and the, and the new gang. Yeah. Uh, um, I thought it was um, <laughs> it was a pretty, it was a pretty funny parallel to have um, <clears throat> excuse me, the to have Miles tied up to a punching bag. Yes. Uh, because of the way they had Peter B. Parker tied up to a punching bag, and because mm-hmm. it's the same punching bag that he's punching with his uncle Aaron. And it's the same exact situation of a multiversal person coming out of yeah. nowhere and that Miles restraining that person and then <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah it was it was just all this cool stuff uh, God, this movie was so good yeah uh, and yeah. <laughs> it leads you to believe like it, it at least plays the devil's advocate of saying what would have happened possibly in a world where Spider-Man doesn't exist you know yeah and like would you fall to what's around you? Because his uncle would have been the prouder, or it already looks like he's up to no good. The whole it looks like the city's on fire. <laughs> yeah, the city's on fire. The Sinister Six Mafia or something runs it. Yeah, yeah, which is that can't be good. Um, but yeah, we get it to be continued, and my audience was shocked, absolutely shocked. Like I like I said, I already knew, so um, I was fine with it. I thought it was a pretty good ending. They do a good job with the visuals and the music to make this ending seem more sinister and scary than almost anything we've seen in this series so far. Um, with music and with animation techniques, they're able to tell children that this is a threat. Yeah. You should be worried for Miles in this, in this situation. Um, and I think that's cool. 
because <laughs> it's not, you know, they don't, they're not brandishing sharp weaponry and, you know, putting a knife to his throat or anything like that. But there's just, there's stakes here, man. You know, things are, things are getting crazy. And I, I guess what I'm asking is, um, do you think that this film stands on its own sans the, you know, to be continued? Um, I think that the to be continued is the only thing that keeps it from being uh better than Into the Spider Verse for me. Like that's the thing that because Into the Spider Verse gets like the five out of five stars, uh, and and fucking across gets like four point nine nine nine. Like you're right, there. yeah. It's right there, but you are half a story, sir. <laughs> you are still half a story. Interestingly enough, that's what always kind of docked like a sliver of a point uh, for Infinity War. Even though I prefer it to Endgame, I you have see, a hard me, time. I have a hard time seeing them as anything different than one big kind I of have, story that i could pick which half <laughs> of that story i have I, like. a, I have a weird thing about it because i i can see um i I also i can't watch them both separately like i'll have to sit down in one setting and i like to watch it all at once because i feel like it's one movie i don't even separate it when i rank it yeah. but i also feel like infinity war did a better job of telling a story and ending it like 100 percent Thanos I don't. I feel like Endgame game. probably doesn't even make sense without yeah. Infinity War. But like Infinity War ended, like it felt like it ended. You yeah. knew there would be more because the people died, and you felt like there's no way they can lose. <laughs> like yeah. that's why, that's what made you feel like there had to be another movie. It wasn't like to be continued. Like bow right in the middle of the narrative. Oh, like oh, <laughs> like yeah. it was like oh shit, like they lost. There's just no way. And also, and also, that their hope spot was nowhere near as hopeful as yeah. the one in this one. No, it was like bow, bow. Oh, we got killed. They, we got this, yeah, they had their hope spot was the Captain Marvel thing, which is barely a hope spot. It wasn't yeah. all the Avengers standing next to each other, going, "We got this." You know, we'll get them next time to be continued. It, it was, was they lost. everyone is dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's why I felt like that's why I crossed the Spider Verse, like. I feel like that's that's what keeps it from being that that's what keeps it from being that perfect perfect film like I, that's that's it's messed up but that's what it is. You no, know, I think it's personal preference with how you like your stories to be told. You know, that, that's all it is. Um, I have a hard time putting it above, but I think this is going to take multiple viewings for me because I know into like the back of my hand. I I've had enough time with that film, um, and it is quite possibly my favorite superhero film of all time. So I, I can't just see something else to be like, yep, <laughs> you know, yep. That beat it. It's, it's, it's next to it. But, um, I think the experience is, I think the experience, I think the experience is all, is also the same. I mean, it's also different because, and you can't help, but this situation, but like the first time you ever see Spider-Man web sling, it doesn't really matter if that's not the best time Spider-Man web slung. Yeah. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, like it's still like it's like everything across the Spider-Verse did 
was off of the back of Into the Spider Verse. You know, which can't which be... when I saw that for the first time blew my mind. Now there's stuff in this artistically that blew my mind that no, they've but... done for the first time. But again, I think that primarily the stuff I guess it gets a lower ranking, I guess, because it's, I'm not surprised that it did this stuff because it's done this stuff before. I think the thing, I think it's like, yeah, Into the Spider-Verse did it without an Into the Spider-Verse. You know, like there was no right. Into the Spider-Verse to do it. They just did. They busted through it. And now that. But does that not feel like an odd criticism? <laughs> it's not even like a criticism. It's just like, it's just like we, this is bigger and possibly better. It, it is there is bigger and better in like you taking something uh, and you enhanced it what did you bigger call it in the chat the better. what the like, what of animated films it's like the dark night of animated films like this because was it, like like you said it built off the foundation of the previous film yeah like this was like you took all the innovation you did last time and you continue to innovate even further you know like yeah. that and you built off of the foundation like it was but the foundation, I feel like, is more important because it had to it had to be there for you to get here. Yeah, that's what I think makes Into the Spider Verse stand out and be like one of the and be like one of my top superhero movies of all time. And I think like now across the Spider Verse will stand next to it. Like I don't feel like it's any lesser at all. I don't feel like it's a lesser movie. I don't feel like Into the Spider Verse is like this precious thing that can't be touched. I just feel like it was first. It was more important. And that's why it is yeah. the top. Like, yeah. I that's... think like, at least, at least for me, I'm arguing between like a 10 and a 9.9, Yeah. Eight. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> you know, like, like it's not, I'm not, it's not like one's a 10 and one's a five. Um, there's going to be stuff that was said in this film that I'm going to be thinking about like randomly it's just gonna pop up in my head there's gonna be images and transitions and fight scenes in this film that i'm just gonna randomly be to think about um it was just so raw some of these characters were just so freaking raw you know what though i think this is the best spider-man 2 i think this that's is pretty, the best spider-man 2 that's i'll pretty, say that that's pretty big but i mean i i, I think i agree with you on that sense I think I I think I I can uh, say that safely. Um, not here to to like scope out the next five years of this stuff, but like you said, they're obviously trying to make some connections here to, at the very least, connect the Sony films. But past that, uh, you know, branch out. Um, what do you see for the future of this? All of this, you know, and and do you think? That there should be a stopping point or is it one of these if it's not broke don't fix it kind of stuff in my head if i was doing it i would finish miles's spider-verse story like i would complete this and then i would do like what they did in the in the or in hickman secret wars like i would use this spider-verse thing that finished to launch a live action one in the new universe, the post-Secret Wars universe, the whole thing is about retconning, changing, and rebooting, and fixing the timeline or whatever. If you finish this story, right, it exists. It's done. 
whatever you do next is an entirely new thing. It brings the audience in that like Spider-Verse. They're at least going to be curious about it. If they don't like it, then, you know, whatever. But I don't think that's what's going to happen because it's MCU. <laughs> if you do it right, people will love it. You know. <laughs> so the big question is, because I think that right now we're seeing them establish both. Throughout the throughout, throughout when the comics are telling one narrative, the video games are telling a different one. So the question I have for you is, for the live action direction of Miles Morales, do you think that they should kill Peter Parker? Uh, I think that they would never uh kill <laughs> Peter Parker. First of all, I think Tom Holland loves it too much, and right. I think that they love making money with him too much you know it's uh, funny as hell with that though it's like it's like if somebody was planned on like we were talking about the pro wrestling thing right it's like if someone was planned on a long title reign but now this other guy's just getting crazy cheers it's like what the hell do i care i don't care if miles is the, but, but here's the thing like, right? you ain't gonna here's kill the, me just because miles is it's popping right now no, but here's the thing right in in the post-secret wars world miles exists alongside peter that's you know, what I'm like, saying. Like you have, we have. They've set the presidents for both. So, what would you prefer? You just do the because you know it, it, everybody's happy if you just do this. They exist together. You're you're Spider Man and you're Spider Man. They team up sometimes. Other times they don't. I mean, that's just the way I'm used to it, though. Like I'm used to seeing them be that way. <laughs> like I read comics a lot. I'm used to a lot of things in comics that I see don't work in movies. Like when yeah. an event finishes and they go on and they start a new story that's kind of slower than the event because we're building up to something else. I'm used to that. Apparently, the rest of the world is not. They think everything needs to be continued escalation. So it's like, oh, fuck. I, it's weird, man. I feel like I don't trust them to not make Peter seem like the bigger in the mouse situation. Um, if they want to do the mentor thing, sure. But I feel like it becomes like a kid flash yeah <laughs> you know kind of kind of thing like and then like yeah you could do a solo thing but then everyone's like where's the flash like, you know? he, here's my thing now too like if you do this with miles like not only do you get one that has like a built-in story that you can kind of change a little bit to fit in your new mcu you also kind of leave my perfect little trilogy alone <laughs> like yeah. you don't get to make six more of these because that character is actually busy, yeah. <laughs> like, busy. So like fuck <laughs> you like thank you so much for what you've done now use these techniques and make something original leave these alone <laughs> thank you go do your live action thing and these three beautiful pieces of art will be in this museum yes i Safe agree from capitalism <laughs> I agree. I agree. It, and like I said, it's weird because it's one of those things where they got here by taking chances. So, like, you should kind of trust them to take chances. But <laughs> similarly, um, how many times can Lightning Strike? Well, it's done it twice. And I, if you, if I was a betting man, I wouldn't have even said twice. And now I'm asking for three. You know, but it could be two and a half, and I'd still count it as three because these two <laughs> are so damn good. Um, but I do wonder, I, I'm almost certain they could make it this way, but I do wonder if that third film is going to feel more like a singular film than Endgame. Because, like I just said again, if you've never seen any other Marvel film, 
including Infinity War, and you saw yeah. Endgame, that movie means nothing. <laughs> that movie confused. makes no sense. You're mostly confused. Like, <laughs> the movie makes no sense. They're time traveling. They're referencing other things that happen in other movies. <laughs> I don't uh, think. Yeah. I don't think Beyond can stand alone in that way right now. I don't think it's set up. In and and it doesn't have to, right? Like, no, it doesn't. I don't think it does. But that's what we were saying earlier. Like. Mm-hmm. You, if you didn't like, okay, so like the box office for this movie was seventy percent more than the first one, right? Because Whoa. people people have heard the hype for the first one, they've watched it at home, and they understand now, and so now they were curious, and then when they came and they saw this, they're all Spider Verse fans too now. Now you've grown the fan base large, so when they come back for that third one, they're already in the bag, like. You're not trying to get new fans with a third movie. <laughs> like, yeah. You're you're trying to bring back the people who love the second one, right? And then hope that that means that just like the first one, more people are going to hear about the second one. Go back and watch the first two, and now you're going to get even more people to come and watch the third one. And they're already in the bag, though. You know, right. it doesn't matter. You're not making Endgame for the people who just started watching the MCU, right? Yeah, same thing. But it's funny how then the numbers somehow. Like you said, get bigger is because the word of the mouth. Now yeah. you got to start all the way. Like there's without a doubt when Beyond comes out, there's going to be multiple into the Spider-Verse sales as people, you know, for the first time, jump on the bandwagon right before that one comes out yeah. because they hear this one is so good. Uh, So, yeah, I mean, all the success. This thing deserves everything and more. Um, It's often said like like i said these these films are often criticized for being cold and 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 on a conveyor belt and one of the things that people would say is that they lack the substance that's required to be viewed as art and if there's there's no way you could watch this film and not see art in every frame in every minute yeah literally like like, quite literally (laughs) Because, because no, but people say this about superhero stuff all the time, you know. But they also kind of look down on animation. Period. Guillermo del Toro keeps telling people, like, if you love animation, if you love cinema, you love animation. Go see Spider Verse. <laughs> like yeah. he keeps saying it, he means it. And I, I, I'm right. I mean that too. Like it's, it's not the movies like this need to start like something like this. What it should not be. It should be considered for more than just an animated Oscar. I feel like something like this should be considered like a, a film like this should be a film. You should be up against the, the whale or something like yeah. this was an art, you know? Um, but I don't, I don't think it'll have, they don't have to take it that seriously. And it's crazy watching this and, and not like, how could you not this, this medium is in a lot of ways, even better than live action you can do so much more like yeah. look at what you can do look at this is that's what this movie is like look at what you can do look at what animation can be look at right. this look at the kind of stories <laughs> you can tell and look at the kind of stories you should be telling this is, yeah. um it was beautiful and this is somebody who's just I grew up a fan of animation, period. Like, I love animation. I love Japanese animation. I love American animation. I just love freaking cartoons. And um, this was, God, this was art. This was perfect. This was, like, amazing. Yeah, spectacular, even. Uh, yeah. Some, <laughs> some um, 
So, like, how you feel about animation? How I feel about Spider Man? <laughs> I just love Spider Man unapologetically, and um, I feel like the these films are how Spider Man makes me feel. <laughs> if that makes any sense, like it's very hard to capture the ups and downs, the triumphs, and the the tribulations, the tragedy. You know, and then the real, the real moments of inspiration. But these movies capture that. Um, you know, the, the moments of slight optimism, even in the darkest times, um, going through stuff, having real problems, you know, and, and feeling like your entire world is about to get sucked up into a black hole, all that stuff. And, um, just choosing to do the right thing. And like I said, all the new themes that they've placed in this one, um, I'm going to be excited to show my children this because like we were talking about animation also gets the um, criticism or at least serialized animation gets the criticism that none of the characters grow, right? They have to stay in a bit of a B in a, they think they have to stay in a bit of a B plot forever without, without either physical, you know, like, like visual growth um, or behavioral growth. And this film had both of those things. You know, the characters literally grew up, got different proportions. Uh, Gwandala's hairs grew, her, her hair grew. And then we got to see them tackle more stuff. And similarly, as to the thing that they parodied, not parodied in this, but like kind of paid homage to with everything, everywhere, all at once, they tested the boundaries of, I feel like, the audience's like emotional intelligence and even like, regular intelligence <laughs> with some of this stuff. I think everything, everywhere, all at once definitely tested people's intelligence with, with all the, that version of the multiverse. And, um, now it's become between this and everything else that's covered it, Loki, et cetera, and so forth. It's crazy how commonplace it is now. Yeah. You know, I mean, the more I think about it, the more we think about this movie, it's, this one and the first one on it. These are these are just two of the best movies I've ever seen in my life. Like really, movies like period. Like this yeah. is because I was you were mentioning everything everywhere all I was. I'm thinking about the way I thought about that movie. That's like one of the best movies I've seen too. And I was like, but yeah. man, this this could stand right next to it. Like this could just sit right next to it in the fucking Oscars. Like yeah. hello, I mean, this is amazing. That's uh, why it's it's weird. Because when I see those two movies, the only reaction I could say is like, it just makes me feel something. And so sometimes, and you know, that's not, that's the meme, right? Like, I just, just want to feel something. <laughs> but it's like, sometimes you watch something and it's like, oh, okay. Like, that was entertaining. I laughed. It yeah. was kind of pretty, but like, the heart wasn't there in the same place or beating the same way. In these films, I, I can't help but, think of them as art because like even Gwen says, they make you talk like in this conversation we've had, they make you talk, they make you think, they make you feel things. Um, I don't want Jefferson to die. (laughs) I was going to say, it makes me feel like, uh, you know, a a movie that I watched like Ant-Man and I thought it was like, okay, that was fun. You know, it Mm -hmm. makes me see like, okay, well, right. that was the that was the formula, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. oh, like that was nothing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was, not, that was nothing. 
Oh, I see now. Like, is that I feel like I feel like, 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 like Ant Man Ant Man Quantumania was like a double quarter pounder with cheese. Like a bag of chips. I felt like a, yeah. like, a like a junk food. It was fine. Like, I love like junk food. Yeah. I love yeah, junk food. And you ex- and you expect it to taste a certain way when yeah, you buy it. And, I, and it and it tastes like I expect it to taste. And it better taste that way or else. (laughs) I think if you go to the movies expecting this level of art all the time, then yeah, you're going to look down. Like I know I see why you people feel that way because you expect all your movies to be like, it's a high. It's a a high. Once you realize something can be something you argue, why isn't it? this all yeah. the time but like you said it's that's why you gotta temper those temper those expectations <laughs> that's why i like to tear my expectations like okay ant man was fun but like when i went in there i didn't expect it to be this you know like, same when i went in there to see this i was like okay worried but you know well that's the thing more like, than i can think of <laughs> we, i was ranking it with with friends like giving it a, a numerical ranking whatever and I gave it like I think at like an eight point five or something, and like I, or I'll get on and I'll just like gush about a performance. Like I really dug Jonathan Majors as Kang in that. So like I'll sit there and I'll gush about a performance or I'll gush about a plot or an action scene, and then it comes down to the rankings, and I'm like uh, eight point five, maybe a nine, and they're like, with the way you're talking about it, and I'm like, no, but like ten is like. I gotta feel something <laughs> like that's where that level is. Else. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. and yeah. it's like you can be high, and those some of the best movies in the world are at those eights and nines. But I think ten to me is uh, what is it? Subjective? Like it's yeah. my it's mine. <laughs> ten yeah. is ten is mine, and ten belongs films, to you. Yeah, yeah. these film these films are two films I'm trying to hold together on that spot <laughs> and i'm hoping that there's room in my arms for a third one uh and for it to just be what it has the potential of being which is like you said uh the best superhero trilogy of all time i i uh when i'm ranking when i was ranking uh yeah man i personally i i gave it like a seven but I feel like that. I was saying the same thing you were saying, but I feel like it, with that, I feel that way with even lower numbers. Like, yeah, like I thought yeah. Ant-Man was like a like seven. I understand if you would say 6.5. I right. had fun with it, though. Like, it's not a four. You know, like, it's right. not a three right. or two or one. It was a six. You know, it was fine. Above, not even above average. It was an average time. You know, like, I had a good yeah. time. Uh, <laughs> But um, yeah. Then you see something like this, just like that was a that was fine art. That was steak. That was uh, filet mignon. That was yeah. like perfect. yeah, and and an- another banging uh album too. Another banging soundtrack. soundtrack. Music is always Ooh, soundtrack. Awesome. Music always uh, tells a story in these things. Um. Was the Spectacular Spider-Man the best uh, Easter egg for you? Come in on, this? Spectacular Spider-Man giving Miles a pep talk. What the yeah. hell? Like that was awesome. Yeah. Uh, like that happened after. Like, <laughs> like so he existed after the cancellation. Like, yeah. He just you. jumped through the portal. <laughs> thank you so much uh, for that. Oh, but it's also the idea that those worlds, that every world, just exists post yeah yeah 
I think Both 90s Spider-Man should have showed up. But I guess my 90s Spider-Man is unlimited Spider-Man, right? Well, he's there, right? Spider-Man Unlimited is there. Yeah, he's there. I mean, um, that's what I mean. Like, is he the same? Isn't he the same guy? The same voice actor? Possibly. The same character. Oh, I guess, yeah. As would be 90s the same Peter Parker. I got to see if that they if they connected those canons. But I know that... um. Uh, Japanese Spider-Man was long rumored to be in this film, but obviously they're withholding some Spider-Men for the next film. And it seems like you are suggesting that three of those Spider-Men may be the live-action ones. What do you What do you think? What are you thinking over there? I mean, because that's the only thing left. <laughs> like yeah. when you say Beyond the Spider-Verse, you're talking Andrew Garfield, Tom Holland, Tobey Maguire. Uh, that has to happen. Was Tom Holland even in one no. of the little footage things? No, which makes me think that he's part of some big either reveal or ending, i.e. Miles is on his earth yeah, or yeah. something yeah, or, or something it like is. that. Yeah. Uh, that's what it's going to be. I mean, what else do you do? That keeps <laughs> that keeps um, uh, Donald Glover, you know? You can still make Donald Glover the uh, the uh, the prowler. The prowl, because he's still doing illegal stuff right now. He was doing illegal stuff uh, at the time. So, yeah, I mean that totally could be it. And um, we'll see if the other these other members are going to join in on the fun. But what a hell of a movie! It raised the stakes of a lot of these characters in my eyes. Like, I really liked their the physicality they gave miguel in this you know i really like the independence and stuff they gave gwen in this she's still a kid though like she's still like uh what is it uh, like me mugging her dad and her dad's like what and he's like you said look at you i'm like yeah that's a child that's a <laughs> that's a that's a kid with attitude that's 100 percent what that is um it, it manages to be innocent and still be dangerous you know it's a tough, tough line across, but um, you think, you think uh, how 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 pivotal is this Captain Dies event? Uh, I mean, like they they pretty much established it as a thing that has to happen, right? And if it doesn't happen, like I mean, in any in any time travel story, if a universal constant doesn't happen the time usually takes something else right in return yeah uh if that's where they're gonna go then i'm worried for my rio <laughs> right uh but other than that you know i'm just excited to see where where beyond the spider-verse exact exactly is like what exactly yeah. that is yeah yeah I um so you think it I mean that could all be like they imagine finishing all that up in the first act, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then just being like up oh. or yeah and spot You just finish it in the It's got to be some multi minutes. Yeah, it's got to be you, some you more multiversal cut stuff. His head so. off. You cut his head off. Where's the stones? <laughs> I could I could also see them trying to do like a end game esque. <laughs> Don't do it. You know. Don't um, do it. Every People single spider that. that's ever existed standing next to each other and uh 
on your left, yeah. Peter. Basically, <laughs> I'm Peter. But yeah, man, that's I think that's all my thoughts on this film. It's just it's beautiful. It's just gonna take multiple viewings to just truly appreciate it. Like I I love it because it was made with love, and yeah, it was made with love perceivably for us fans. So it's a reciprocal. It's a, it's the very rare reciprocal energy you get as a fan where you give love and you get love back because in a lot of corporate situations it's a lot cheaper not to give us any love just to g- keep all the love we give and uh not get anything back but this 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 is the franchise that seemingly keeps on giving um in in all the aspects that make uh, a film franchise good and Man, like I said, I cannot overstate how hard it is to do a second film when your first film is good. But this one knocked it out of the park, and I can't wait to see what we see next. Uh, yeah, I mean, pretty much gushed about this as much as I can. <laughs> you know, like... Shooting blanks? Like, yeah, I mean... I, <laughs> I mean, like, what else can I say? Like, this was amazing, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, was, I, was Hobie I, your favorite? Hobie was, in fact, my favorite Spider-Man in this movie. He was just ridiculous. Like he was just absolutely outrageous. <laughs> yeah, I think he's gonna. Be, I think he's gonna be the standout. You know, you couldn't tell me, bro. Ten years ago, we would have a show called Spidey and Friends with Miles and Greg Spider Gwen on it for the, for the kids, <laughs> like, right? That's awesome. Like sitting, set, like sitting shoulder to shoulder, like together, like introducing these kids to these characters. You couldn't. You couldn't have convinced me that. And I think Spider Punk is going to be the like, uh, what he, like I, it, I guess what's interesting to me about him is that, again, if you were to grow up with this franchise, like you'd be in the Spider Punk era, <laughs> you know, like it's cool to think that he's like the more grown up, not more grown up, but I guess more edgy, like when you're when you're past the sunflower era of your life where everything's a bit more bright and shiny. Then you become you. Everyone has a hobby brown face, Hobie Brown. Sorry, I've got to get used to that. Oh, Hobie, 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 Hobie. But for all my Hobies out there, all my homies, um, we do this each and every week as part of the Major Issues podcast, and it's going to be like you said, a crazy month. All these films dropping. The Flash Man is said to be the best. Like, are, are we eating? Eating? Like we about to really find out, huh? I think it's gonna be a fun superhero show. Like I, I'm a superhero movie. Like yeah. I, I, I'm going into that expecting a superhero film. Like not nothing. Yeah. I'm not expecting it to break the formula. I'm expecting it to be a really good formula superhero movie. Uh, yeah. Like, it, it it should be. If everything they're saying is what it is, I expect it to be full of all the action superhero stuff I expect out of a movie like that. Yeah. Uh I I I'm not looking at I'm not looking for it to be better than this. You know, like right, this right. this was special. You know, like, and it has I, I think they both have different jobs to do. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Uh I think I I I think Flash has a little bit more of an uphill climb, though. Just like yeah. that first week is going to be a big deal. Like I think a lot of people are going to see it on a curiosity, but it's going to be up to what they say afterwards. Like the word of mouth. 
Yeah, that word of mouth is going to be a big deal. If the Flash comes out and people are like, man, the hype was real, then it's going to be smooth sailing. But if it comes out and it's like, you know, that was trash. Then <laughs> yeah, yeah. Rest in peace. And that's that's just the way it is with movies, superhero movies, especially. But that's just the way it is with movies. <laughs> yeah, no, and and then we're in a world right now where movies are in theaters for a month, and then they're back on, they're on streaming, right? Yeah, I mean, so this like, one's gonna be in, in on demand in July. Yeah, so it's just like the whole nature of this stuff has changed. So I think in leaning into the binging and the repeat watching kind of nature of this kind of stuff, I think it's. I think that's where this franchise is going to thrive because you only reward yourself with repeat watches of this kind of stuff. Just uh, great bagel stuff, bro. Bagel. <laughs> um, but yeah, we we got a bunch of stuff on our plate uh, coming up. So make sure that you're following everything we do at comicbookclick.com. That's the home of the Major Issues podcast. It has every single episode up there. But you click around. It'll take you to our patreon.com slash CBC Clubhouse, where for as little as 10 cents a day, $3 a month, you can help us afford the hardware and the software it takes to keep giving you guys free content. Um, uh, you know, help us keep the lights on over here. It's always greatly appreciated. We also have a store at tpublic.com that uh, you can reach at comicbookclick.com. Uh, you just hit that shop CBC button. It'll take you right to it. All the designs were made by me, and we get a kickback. Of all the cool stuff, of, of well, you know, we get a bit of money for everything purchased, which is double fold rewarding because someone's out there with something I've made, which is pretty cool, and we get a little bit of money for each thing, which again helps us in all our operations here. Um, so consider doing that if you want to help us out, but don't really have the funds. Uh, it's completely understandable. How about you rate and review us on iTunes? It's the quickest way for us to grow as podcasters and find out what you like and what you don't. I've been to the future, so I know that this does become the latest and greatest thing to come to Complex Complex Media, but I can't tell you how we do it because then The Rock demands he buys the Into the Spider-Verse franchise. And <laughs> no I want to spin off. I want to be Rock <laughs> Spider. And I want my movie to take place on Planet Samoa. <laughs> Into the Hobbs-verse. <laughs> <laughs> Think about it. There's multiple versions of Hobbs. <laughs> he's uh, three. three dimensional, bro. Young right? Rock makes a cameo. Has he cried in a movie? <laughs> I don't think The Rock has ever cried in a movie. I've never seen The Rock shed a tear. <laughs> I don't think he's capable of crying in real life. He doesn't wear the straight, the regular face he has. It's just a single tear comes out, like jumps out of his face. Did you try? Uh, uh, I'm sorry, brother. <laughs> brother. Too much uh too much testosterone. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, guys, follow us uh wherever we are doing our thing. But I know you got a little thing you're doing. What you what you over there doing, Yogi? Don't you uh if you're any fans of professional wrestling or just fans of dysfunctional podcasts, you can head on <laughs> over to our social media, Dirt Sheet Radio. And uh, check out our podcast. Check out our social media too. We have like a uh, news hub thing. It's pretty yeah. cool. <laughs> Bunch of people look at it. Uh, <laughs> but go ahead, go listen to the podcast. Dorchy Radio is the name. Uh, it's on Spotify. Everywhere podcasts can be found. It's pretty good. I think so. Anyway, yeah, <laughs> I, I agree. I agree. 
Uh, you guys, by the time this episode comes out, you guys will have uh, an episode out. But the episode prior to that, um, you guys covered one of the biggest up, weeks yeah. in wrestling. <laughs> oh man, one of the biggest weekends in wrestling. Yeah, uh, which is which was quite hilarious to see the tolerances, the various tolerances of the people <laughs> <laughs> on on the show. But it's always um, it's always a pleasure uh, hearing and having the Dirty Radio people on the podcast. Um, so we're actually gonna uh, go ahead and link the Dirty Radio Facebook. It will link you to everything else there. Um, in the description for this episode. So you people check that out. And across all social media, we're basically uh, comic book click. We're at, we're facebook.com slash comic book click, Instagram at comic book click. You can use the hashtag comic book click to talk about the newest hot and greatest things to come to comic book, comic book media. Uh, we're at major issue CBC on Twitter and at major issue CBC on Twitch. So check those things out, people. Um, and I don't know what we're doing next week, but we'll definitely be here. Uh, just we like Spider-Man. Up. Yeah, just like Spider-Man, we always stay up. Or get up? Stay up so it felt a bit dirty. But anyway. <laughs> oh, thank God for Spider-Verse. My name is George Serrano, a.k.a. The Don. This is John Escudero, a.k.a. Yogi. And this has been our Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse recap and review. And remember, whether you're a Spider-Man, Spider-Woman, Spider non-binary, spider ham, spider yeah. cat, spider rex, yeah. or a bombastic bagman, or spider metro booming, or amazing. spider metro booming, which that was, was amazing. amazing. He's canon. There's an Earth where metro <laughs> booming got bit by the spider, and yeah. he still does music, and that's yeah. canon. <laughs> I hope he does something big in the next one. Uh, <laughs> remember, you belong. Remember, you are loved. Remember you matter and always remember you, yes you, are worthy. <laughs>